Good morning! Uh, welcome back to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Morgan. I'm Aaron. And I'm Sarah! Hey! We haven't recorded in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. We're and a I'm no more normal than I was before. <laughs> Uh, both both my counterparts came back and are looking a little bit tanner, a little bit fresh glow. And then there's your girl, pale as hell. Bit. What up? What up? I don't know yeah. if you can call this tan or just a little pink, but um, thank okay, you. But I'll take it. I'll it's going it. to turn tan. It's going to turn tan. Fingers crossed. Yes. See, I, I never get that tan. No. What are you talking about? No. Like, you know, when you're like inside or maybe like you're taking a shower, like after you've been sitting out in the sun and you're like, I am a bronze goddess. Like I have I'm never so once tan. felt that in my life. Yes, no. no. But then you walk out <laughs> no. and then you walk outside and you're still pale. That's how I feel. No, I used to have these friends in high school and we would go to the same tanning salon for the same amount of time for prom and they would walk out goddess-like and they'd see me walk out and they like, I don't even know why you do it. <laughs> And I was like, I'm trying to look different. Hey, so no, I all, never know what I felt like. All I know is, is that over the weekend, I hung out a lot at my dad's house and I taught my little baby niece to be proud of wearing sunscreen. So I'd go, hey, why do we wear sunscreen? And she goes, because we're pale. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so Absolutely. It was, our, it was our mantra. So we were lathered up in the SPF 100. <laughs> Um, I'm making that into a koozie. Please hold. <laughs> Why do you wear sunscreen? Because we're pale with a pale fist. And she she says it like pal. Because we're pal. <laughs> oh, how old is she? Three. Three? Yeah. <gasps> cute. Cute. Mm-hmm. Cutie. Yeah. It's, she's Cutie. great. <sighs> but you know what's not cute? Spooky stories! Let's hit it up. But before we do that, we have to play our game. And Sarah, you're doing it. So tell us the rules because I have this change in my hand. These pennies and I need to know what to do with them. Why do I have pennies, Sarah? (laughs) Because we're poor beggar children. Can we have some pennies for bread? That was a little Moira Rose, actually. Okay, so (laughs) it it was supposed to sound English, but it definitely went Moira. Um, Maybe it didn't. I don't know. I haven't watched that one. Okay. All right. So, which hand is your dominant hand? My right. Okay. Take your right hand, put it in the air. Wave it like you just don't care. You just don't care. Woo! Mm, mm, mm. Now, sit on it. Because you're only going to use your left hand. Ooh, okay. Basically, you're going to use your non-dominant hand to stack all 20 pennies in one stack. Ooh, all right. Wait, so they have to all be like flat flat down? Yeah. Like you're making a tower. Tower de penne. Ooh, do I, I do see. the floor or do I do the chair that I'm working off of? Ooh, this is a I did challenge. Not. All right, I'm ready. So <laughs> they have to be all flat, right? Not, yeah. not yep, in yep, a yep, pre-stack, yep. you cheaters. Okay. Yeah, let's... Mine are all... Okay. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go! Oh my you realize god. how much you don't use your other hand. Oh my god, why am I shaking? Sarah, I don't like this. <laughs> I feel like my hand's shaking too. Oh I don't my know god. Why. It doesn't Probably bend. from all the weight of the pennies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm stacking Have mine on my mic. Have you ever your teeth Sorry with your opposite hand? Hell no. Shoot. I, I have what I'm trying cavities. to like. 
<gasps> Don't fall. Done. What? What? Okay, okay. Well, now I'm dropping them because I'm getting flushed. Okay. Hold I'm on. done. I'm done. How many pennies did you guys have? That looks one like pennies. 20. Well, I got I don't 17. Know if I can move my video. They're all in a stack. All I'm seeing is your thigh. Wait, Aaron. put it back, Aaron. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see your. Let me see your stack. <laughs> well, it's hard since I'm using my iPad. Hold on. I can't. Sarah, see. let's see yours. I don't want to show you my stack. I don't trust Aaron. I can't see it. Okay, this is easier. There it is. Look at my stack. I still don't. Oh, there oh. it is. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I turned mine. my phone off. I tried to be so cute and take a picture, and I accidentally just turned off my phone. Oh, no. Oh. Here's mine. <laughs> <laughs> what? I saw one penny. Yeah, I saw one penny. Oh. Okay. Oh, I see. Can you see it? Yeah. You know what? I can flip my camera around. I don't know why I'm trying to do FaceTime with the pennies. Like, it's going to say hi to you or something. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. So, Morgan, Aaron, and then me. Woo! I'm hey, just going to hey. say it right now. I think I'm on a winning streak. Just saying. Aaron, take her down or I will. <laughs> I think a, a certain song comes to my brain maybe that uh, another girl on this podcast used to sing when she would win shit hmm we're the three best friends that anyone <laughs> can have we're the three best friends that anyone can have that was i used it. to try that and sing like one. frank sinatra in our sorority showers just to see if anyone freak out but no one ever did i think they always knew it was just me <laughs> <laughs> what were you hoping oh my god the ghost of frank sinatra is in our bathroom like what were you hoping for <laughs> I don't know. I don't like to think that far ahead. I remember my head, I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. And then no one ever said anything. And people walked by. I, and I was like, okay. I think people were just like, oh, it's Sarah being Sarah. Oh. <laughs> no big deal. It's just the president of our sorority. There she goes again. <laughs> we just gave that title to shut her up. And now she's just singing more. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Oi. Well, since uh, I guess since I won the game i guess that means i go first i, I don't know is that what it means i get um, silly me well, you're so humble <laughs> <laughs> guys i'm not good at shit okay i'm not a winner this is this, but you know you are good at gluing up you glued up yep. this time i showed it girl i'm proud i feel like aaron probably cheated and put glue on her pennies but mm, we'll never know I already have made a stack. i just let you win <laughs> she already you had know a that's a real glue up it. move I'm out. She was rare and ready. She actually had 40 pennies. 20s were just stacked up, ready to go. <laughs> I was practicing earlier. I knew what Sarah was going to I knew it heard too quiet on her side of the mic. <laughs> Rematch. Everyone start over. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Lord. Well, All right, well uh, yeah. yeah. Is it me? Am I going? All right. Yeah. <laughs> we have recorded in two weeks. I don't know how this works anymore. <laughs> yeah. We're also, to give insight to our listeners, we were obviously, everyone was on vacation. Not me, but I did have a great Father's Day weekend here poolside. But Aaron was out of town and Sarah was out of town. So we just made it to uh, Tuesday here. And that's when we're recording. So we've all worked. We've all had a long couple weeks. So 
brace yourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the weird okay. is coming. The weird is coming. The weird's here. The weird's here from episode one. Come on, y'all. You've, the weird is here. I really like that. <laughs> you've been with us for 20 plus episodes. I think I think you get the gist. <laughs> That's what we should just I don't know what else episode. they would expect. <laughs> episode 21. The weird is here. <laughs> <laughs> the weird is here. Well, the weird is here with my topic this week, which I think, Sarah, you'll be excited about. I know also a listener of ours, Yasmin, suggested it. But Sarah, I like was thinking back on it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Sarah wanted me to do this. So today I am bringing you Doll Island. Ooh. You- uh, do you not know Doll Island? No, I. you cut out. Doll Island? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> hey! I love haunted dolls. Yes, yes. Sarah's yes. face was the most blank expression ever just now, and I'm like, damn, that did not land. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It was um, like you know how you get staticky sometimes. It was yeah. perfectly on. Like you started it, and I was like, please don't, please don't, please like let her say it, let her <laughs> say it. Okay, <laughs> we got some doll island. I'm so sorry. A one way ticket. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Cool. So. That is creepy looking. Oh my god. Cannot wait for the banter on this one. I I had heard of it, but I didn't really know like the details of it. So <sighs> brace yourselves. All right. And also brace yourselves for me reaching back into my back pocket of senior year Spanish. Here we go. I barely passed. Teachers felt bad for me. That's how I passed Spanish. So here we go. The, the <laughs> Island of Dolls or La Isla de Muencas. Las, yep, La Isla de Muencas. Starting off strong, so strong. Here we go. Let me get my R's. We're ready. The Island of Dolls, (laughs) or La Isla de Muencas, Muñecas, Muñecas. I said it. Ooh. That's not the only one, so here we go. (laughs) Is uh, located in a borough of Mexico City called, I had to, I had to write out the phonetics of this one. Xochimilco. Xochimilco. It's spelled X. Oh, so they like. O-C-H-I. They like dairy a lot. M-I-L-I-C-O. Sarah, what'd you say? Morgan, you're really staticky. I think you have conjured the island doll spirits because you are. They don't want you to tell this story. Fuck. I mean, I can read your lips. I know what you just said, but I did not hear that. (laughs) I can't really hear you either, but I got the spirits don't want you to tell the story. Uh, that was it. That's what I said. Oh, <laughs> you guys just sound like demons now. So I guess we're back in good graces. I don't know. Is it? Oh yeah, I can again? hear you again. Okay, should I start over? <laughs> Pull I would, your yeah. demons on okay. me. So, in the name of Satan. From our technical difficulties, sorry. I guess the evil spirits don't want us to tell this story. But I'm doing Doll Island today. And and, uh, please excuse my Spanish because I got passed for being nice in Spanish class. I didn't get passed for (laughs) knowing the language. Uh, (laughs) You know what? That's what really counts, though. Thank you. All four years in in high school, and I still don't know how to say anything besides, like, my name is, where's the bathroom, can I have some milk, and... That's about you would it, have so. loved my Spanish class. We read palms, and my um, my teacher, oh yeah, she was um, 
like a clairvoyant and she was on this like ghost hunting team. So she would show us these videos of these places she went ghost hunting around Pacific, Missouri. And she also taught belly dancing class. Okay, who is this? Oh, wow. Shakira? Oh my God, let's go. Spooky Shakira. Mm-hmm. And she told me my color palette is summer and I agree with her. Oh, she changed my life. Damn. Senora Gantner. Wow. Nice. What a woman. Um, so <clears throat> total package. Again. Again. Please excuse my Spanish. <clears throat> the Island of Dolls or <laughs> La Isla de Muñecas is uh located okay. in a borough of Mexico City called I had to write this out phonetically, Xochimilco. It's called Xochimilco, but it's spelled with an X in the front. So please, come on, guys. Ha- I had to look at it. Who would have been it? You can't. Anyway. Uh, there are dolls. I'm sorry. All I want to do is like some kind of joke about cereal and milk, but I can't think of anything. And I'm just laughing at how terrible anything I'm going to say is going to be. So please. Xochimilco. Xochimilco. Yeah. Uh, it looks reminding me of like, well, it's like, it's like X and like chimichanga, but not chimi. Yep. Cool. Dolls are all around the island, mm. and they were placed, be- placed there by the island's former owner, Julian Santana Barrera. And why the dolls are placed there, I think, is also a controversial topic, because there are many different stories, but what it all seems to boil down to is that this man kind of lived in this borough, on this island, all by himself. He was older. And he sees a girl face down in the water, like on the edge of his island. And so he's like, holy shit. And he's running to go save her. And he, she was either already passed away or like couldn't revive her or something like that. So he calls for help. And soon after he rest, tries to attempt to rescue this girl who drowned, a doll floated up to his property. So he assumed it was hers. Uh. Yeah. And to appease her spirit. Sorry, I just pushed my microphone. Uh, he To appease her spirit, he hung the doll out front of his home to ward or respect her. It's not really talked about. It's more just like, this is how it was. I tried to look up if that's like a common practice in that area. No, it's it's really not. So this man. Yeah, just what if she thought that, he was like taunting her, right? And like also like that could have backfired. Like full full picture, all the dolls in the island like they're hung up in very like some of them have like wire wrapped around their neck, and then they're just like hung from a tree. So I'm like, I, I don't think that's very <laughs> respectful. Yeah, it's. Please Google these pictures as I'm telling you the story because you'll get more chilies that way because it is just. <sighs> anyway, I mean, I don't play with dolls, but I play with Sims. And if I ever logged into my Sim Town and they were all hanging by the trees on our necks, I would not think it was nice. I would not think it was a nice offering. So, right. sir, I think you may have taken a weird turn. Exactly. Nice try. Weird turn. <sighs> um, they the biggest belief in that area they do believe in La Llorona, and if I, I she's she, I could talk a little bit about her. I don't know if she deserves a full episode because she's kind of not nice but (laughs) it is a woman in white with long dark hair who is said to (laughs) 
to knock shit over. <laughs> Listen, guys, I have to stay hydrated, and I knocked over my water. Maybe it was La Llorona. She's mad. Anyway. Ma, 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 um, La Llorona. She, she, I mean, she could. She is. If she's mad, she's going to do something to my water, that's for sure. Because she is a spirit who is said to collect children by drowning them and then holds on to their spirits because when she was alive, she drowned her own children. And then she. I'm sorry, what? Mm. Did you yeah. just say she was nice earlier? No, she's not nice. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Technical again. All I heard was nice, and I was like, whoa, we need to have a real life <laughs> chat about what, where you're. Okay. okay. No, 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 no. Oh. Um, okay. Yes, 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 yes. No, Lorona. So, some people believe, again, it all kind of circulates down to the same thing. This, the former owner, Julian, Julian, however you want to say his name, I do apologize, Mr. Barrera, who lived on the island, he was either <laughs> appeasing the spirit of the girl or the spirit of La Llorona because it is said some believe that that's how the girl died. She was a victim of La Llorona and oh. washed up to his area. Regardless of what happened, some people say like she was alive when he found her. Some people say she was already passed away. Regardless, a little girl was near his property when the body was removed from the water. Shortly thereafter, a doll popped up to the surface. Creepy as hell. And you know what happens (laughs) when there's places that are creepy as hell. Our good friend, Zach Biggs. Shut up goes and visits (laughs) oh yeah so i love research that includes watching the videos from them so your girl got to watch it and it's hilarious because obviously if you've seen any episodes of ghost adventures you realize zach's this like big macho man with his you know metallic tight t-shirts with like big crosses on him and whatever like acting like he's not scared of anything but he says i am actually terrified of dolls i was like what like of all the that's things that you deal with that's it that's it dolls so i figured huh, this might be an actually a good episode to listen to if he's actually gonna be scared and like in our shoes for once <laughs> um i make jokes about him but i would love to have his um not his metallic t-shirts but like his travel <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine all your vacations oh, oh, get to be yeah. haunted places? Hell yeah. I mean, regardless. I would do it in a better outfit, low- but yes. Oh, yeah. Not acid wash <laughs> jeans and a black t-shirt with, you know, hair gel, half the bottle in your hair. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the look. <laughs> mm. Halloween idea? <gasps> oh, you'd be handsome. Ooh! I was talking group costume. I was going to be a ghost. Oh, I'll shave my head <laughs> and be uh, Aaron. No, wait, that doesn't make sense. Aaron should be Aaron. Duh. <laughs> and then we'll go to the bars and leave you in the basement. No. Yeah, where belong. Aaron belongs. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. Sorry. She's the glue. She's the glue. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I get the shit end of this costume. What? Yeah, but like, <laughs> we appreciate you. So, it, okay, you know. Okay, we'll let you wear a bald uh-huh. cap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. So back to our three, the other, the other yeah. three gentlemen amigos. So on the show, yes. they do speak to some of uh, Mr. Barrera's family and friends, um, people who like have been to the island and kind of saw 
his mental state really switch when this all happened. Um, so again, they kind of said he was like a little bit off, but they don't discredit any of these events happening. Um, they Mm -hmm. did (laughs) one thing that was brought up and it's me, you know, I got a harp on this. They did believe and still do that. There is, uh, mermaids that live in the canal (laughs) and come up and take (laughs) the souls of people. And I just think if I got to go, I hope that's the way I go. Mermaids, let's go. Come pick me up. Take my soul. We're good. If that means I'm reincarnated into a mermaid, I'm good. Um, we could not be more different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. Mm, it's fine. But speaking I'm of for more like choking on a hot dog, quick. Oh dog. my god. <laughs> Because our mermaid thinks- listeners who don't know, Sarah really actually loves oh, right. hot dogs. Loves them. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't an innuendo. I really like on my birthday eat hot dogs. Like I didn't think that through. No, it's not mom and dad, if you're listening, it's not weird. You know I like hot dogs. It's fine. <laughs> it's I I borderline obsessed with hot dogs. I I don't know. Maybe I'll get that tattoo. You can get a mermaid. I'll get a hot dog. But think, <gasps> the last thing, you know what? That would be cool. The last thing you see before you die is you get, like, confirmation that something you thought was real is real. I'll give that to you. All right. Yeah, that's All right. Cool. All right. Thank you. I still don't think mermaids something. are very nice if they are even real, but. Yeah, but you would know. You couldn't well, tell anybody, but you would know. Also, there could be different types of mermaids. Some might be nice. Some might be mean. Some might be poor. Some might be rich. There could be a whole Some might be system. politicians. Thank you. There could be a whole... Anyway, back, 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 back to my canals. So, the canals in in this place are super, super eerie. May or may not include mermaids. Regardless, uh, a lot of people, when they're terrifying by boat through these canals, especially at night, I mean, you can't even see the end of your boat. It's that dark. Oh. And these people oh. are just so used to traveling them that they're just like, whoop, zipping around, going through, and I'm like... You like you can barely see Zach at the end of the boat in the video. You're like, what? <laughs> well, plus it's the black t-shirt. He just blends in. But <laughs> one thing that they did um, point out was there was a guy who was traveling on the canal and he heard some really crazy sounds. And while they were traveling, he got possessed and they made his family made him go see a shaman and then the shaman got possessed so there are very some of these like la llorona and possessions and things like that are very heavy in their culture so it's not out of the realm for these claims being made and it becoming either folklore or truth or just stuff that is passed down through generations but the fact that this all happened within our time is crazy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like his side of it is just wild. Um, and then going back to our big fish. Uh, so sadly, <laughs> Mr. Barrera also passed away. I think it was 2013. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't write that down. But his nephew came and talked to Zach while they were doing um, the show. His name is Anastasio. It is uh, Mr. Barrera's nephew. And it's crazy that he was passed away near the edge of the water of his property as well. 
And when Anastasio mm. came up to his property and saw him, he like ran up to him. He was like, uncle, uncle, and like ran up to him. And as he approached the body, he said all he saw was like the end huge fin of a fish swimming away. What? So he what? believed fully uh. that a mermaid came and took his soul too. Wait, can we? What? It, okay. La yes. Llorona was Question a real me. person? Yeah. But that. The, oh. Okay, okay, okay. Never mind. La Llorona is a woman. Like, could she, she be a, a mermaid? You know what, Sarah? She might. Because that makes sense. <laughs> Connected but if the she dots. was ever real, then I don't think. So she's like a woman, a and then she like drowns the people, <laughs> and then when they die, she turns into a mermaid to go collect their soul. Hey, anything's possible, man. Could she not be like the original Little Mermaid? Like she started off as a mermaid, then she had to come to land for a while, and the guy ended up being a dick, like most guys are, and then she drowned him and her children because she was really upset, and then she went back to being a mermaid, and now her spirit is in the mermaid water, and she's killing everybody. I'm gonna take that as gold. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I like it. Is it probable? <laughs> I think we need to speak to the Absolutely. people of Somichilla. So, so, cho, so, cho, milo. So, cho, cho, milo. <laughs> we need to speak uh, to come the again. people who live in the boroughs of Mexico City. I'm going <laughs> to see. So, chi, milko. So, chi, milko. God, why can't I say it now? Anyways. So, chi, milko. Yeah, so, chi, milko. That's how they said it. Yeah, I don't know how you're doing that. Okay. I, yeah. So, anyway, we could talk to them about it, but I think they believe in those being two very separate entities. Regardless, Mr. Barrera's nephew states a fish took his <laughs> uncle's spirit. I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at how it sounds coming out of my mouth, okay? I can't really hear you. I'm sorry. Oh, me? <laughs> it just got kind of crackly. I've been reading your lips for a while. Oh, sorry. I was laughing at me saying his nephew believed that he was taken away by a giant fish, like his spirit. And I started laughing. <laughs> and I didn't mean to be like disrespectful to Mr. Barrera or his nephew. It just the way it came out, I I didn't like myself saying it. Anyway. Sometimes we eat fish. Sometimes they eat us. It's a fish eat human world out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, TM, I'm now writing a sci-fi movie, so look alive. Hey, hey. I have no I'm connections and not great at writing, but look alive. Right. Uh, they do show on Ghost Adventures the original doll that was pulled from the water by Mr. Barrera. It is so gross and old. Like, you can't even tell it's a doll. It looks like <laughs> a burnt chicken nugget. Like, it is so, it's bad. It's fine. You better be saying some apologies to the, or this doll spirit's gonna be like. Oh, oh sorry, I shit. You're right. Uh, it's the most beautiful doll I've ever seen. It had long, flowing hair, a nice tan. Uh, you could definitely <laughs> Almost see a chicken all, nuggety color tan. Yeah, all a chicken nugget base colored tan. You could see. You could definitely see all the features of its face, really pronounced. Not like it was lit on fire at one point. Like, it's great. It's so, <laughs> it's a beautiful doll. Most beautiful doll I've ever seen in my life. I sincerely believe you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> as if Zach Baggins wasn't crazy enough, I will do a whole episode on Harold the Doll. But 
Zack is in possession of Harold the doll, and he's apparently the most haunted doll in the world. He brings the doll to Doll Island. Not to keep there. What's he, like, a dating show? Right. Oh, my God. The most... The most eligible bachelor, Harold the Doll. <laughs> Take your pick on Doll Island. <laughs> I bet he, gets, I bet he likes ladies with a chicken nugget tan. Mm. <laughs> I like my ladies crispy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <gasps> I mean, well, why? Why did he think that was a... Okay. I feel like that's a very bad idea. It's a Just terrible overall. idea. And at one point, he- You shouldn't even he, travel with that thing. Thank you. He goes and sees a woman in near Doll Island, and she is a- I don't want to speak incorrectly. She is a medium. She is sensitive. I don't know the correct term, so I'm just going to leave it as that. But Zach, okay. Aaron, and their translator go see her to, like, discuss what she thinks is going to happen or, like- how she thinks the visit to Doll Island is going to go. And she literally was Mm -hmm. like, that doll that you're bringing, he doesn't want to be there. So don't bring him. He brings him to the frickin' island because he's a dumbass. And... (laughs) Taking the dog, dumbass. I'm taking the doll. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me want Harold real bad. (laughs) (laughs) Someone please do like a voiceover with Zach Baggins. <laughs> I hate dolls. I fucking am scared of dolls. Anyway. So I bring one everywhere I go. He put it in, also he put it in like a suitcase. Like it, and, it, and like he just carried it around like a little like handheld old fashioned suitcase. I'm like, you couldn't even like, so he, he's getting all knocked Get around a stroller. in there. Like, Thank you. <laughs> I don't even like that if you're, if you're going to bring him out. You got to treat him like he's, I don't know. He should have had, I don't even know what you call it. One of those like baby A papoose. Like yeah. Just even like backpack him around. <laughs> I was thinking a little, yeah. I couldn't think it was a called. I could think it was like a strap on, but that's not yeah. what that is. <laughs> yeah, no. A For baby the second stra- time. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, no, Zach Baggins. No. I am yeah, so sorry. Is it called a papoose? A papoose? That's- whatever. A backpack. A baby backpack. He deserves respect. He deserves to see what's going on, where he's being taken. It's probably why he was super mad. He didn't even know he was going to Doll Island. Ush. Wake up and you're on a deserted island with people trying to be like you and be a cool old haunted doll like you. I'd be pissed too. Ooh, and you know that suitcase smelled like Axe cologne. Because he probably sprays on so much. You know it. He probably was like, oh, Harold, you might be a little stinky. You know it. The whole, all of his luggage smells like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> as if things weren't already being tested enough by their arrival to Doll Island at night, the second they start exploring around, all of a sudden they're like by this little area where it looks like people can stay, or there's like where uh, Mr. Barrera like would cook his meals and things like that. It's like mm-hmm. a fire pit. They literally hear a noise, so they get up and walk away, and they're like, wait, what is that? And they look back to where they were just standing seconds before, and a fire has started in the fire pit. Whoa. Wow. And, like, also, then about 40 seconds later, it's like a roaring flame. Like, I like they've said it, so I'll say it because I agree. I've never seen a fire, like, take that quickly, just 
literally out of nowhere. It was really weird. Um, I'd be switching my britches. That is. Whoa. Yeah, that's really weird. That's that's the devil. I'm sorry. Like, that's the devil coming through. Sorry, not sorry. But you can't put so many, like, spirits and haunted things in one place and think it's going to be, like, a big vacation dating show. Like, no. (laughs) This is not too hot to handle. Thank you. Throwback. Although I think Harold would have liked that, but it's fine. But... When they come back inside after that whole fire situation is literally died down, they bring Mm -hmm. out, they're like, all right, I think it's time to bring out Harold. And they set him down in like the little hut. And as Zach is like unzipping him, a doll starts laughing behind (gasps) him. No. Like creepy recorded fake baby laugh. And it's just going and going. And they're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And they do, they like, I will say they do try to debunk a lot of stuff. They found a doll with, that had wires in the back, but they're not, it wasn't attached to anything. Like, also, what the fuck? They asked Mm -hmm. some of his family and they're like, we've never heard that before. (gasps) They hit the walls, they shone lights to see if that trick, like, triggered it. Nope. It just went off. It's it's like they didn't want Harold to come out. (laughs) I don't like that. I don't like it one bit. and Zach's like, what the fuck? Like, he lost it. He lost it at that. But if you're going to provoke them, they're going to show you what they can do. You should know this, Mr. Baggins. Thank you. And I will you're say, welcome. it's spooky at night, and especially the footage that Zach and his team captured was really, it was intense. But honestly, mm-hmm. the place in the daylight is just as scary because as of 2013, there are 1,500 dolls all around the island, hung from trees, oh. sitting on the ground, lots of crazy stuff. How do you even uh, get that many dolls? And if you told me when I was seven there was a doll island, I'm like, take me! Right. Well, I guess and me at 27 would... is also like, take me! And then <laughs> you never want reasons. another doll ever again. No. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, I don't Good know parenting what his, trick. Do, <laughs> right. I don't know what his collection was at when he passed, but since 2001, that's when it became kind of a tourist attraction. So people have been bringing dolls to try to keep it oh. going slash appease him. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yes, Sarah. You look so we excited. can go there. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah, we can go to so so Chimilco. Okay, <laughs> we can go there. I'm canceling my honeymoon. We're going to Doll Island. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> if it's down there, like in the in the Mexico area, why would we just hop on over? Done. That's Done. true. Okay. All right. It's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Booking it. La Yorona almost knocked over my water again. God, she's such a klutz. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say it one more time. Xochimilco, <laughs> said it right, Ooh, uh, has, I, I kind of referenced it earlier, but they have 17 communities plus, and so many of them have their own legends. So again, that's why you get mm-hmm. those cross-references. You know what? Maybe in one of those 17 communities, Sarah, there is a belief that La Llorona is a mermaid. Who knows? Because there's too much for me to research. But yes. <laughs> but... One of the common things is that I did look up some of those cultures do believe that dolls can trap evil spirits, 
But again, the whole start of this doesn't make sense then because like if it's true that he did it as an honor to this little girl, like hopefully her spirit wasn't trapped if she wasn't evil. But like he could have been confused, like he could have done it as an honor and then she could have got trapped. That's true. It's very Mm -hmm. true. Or something else could have got trapped. I don't know. It's on the island. Right. So I will highly recommend just watching the um, video from uh, and from uh, what's it called? Ghost Adventures. Jesus, oh, I was thinking Ghostbusters. Yeah, so was <laughs> I. What? <laughs> We're not gonna call Harold the doll. Jesus. Anyways, like, so you're gonna call Zach Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have the whole episode. Uh, found it free online, so I'll have that in the show notes. So if you want to look nice. it up, watch it. It was like maybe 40 minutes. Real easy. Okay. Um, if you don't want... Nothing super crazy happens, but if you don't want the last like spooky thing to be revealed, go ahead and like tap, tap, like 30 seconds or so. <laughs> so in the hut, at one point, they put like those motion cameras on Harold and like, quote... Um, Mr. Barrera's favorite doll they have them like sitting next to each other in like a little like temple thing that he built for them and they show the temperature cameras and for like that doesn't change like for minutes like they just they're just sitting there and then all of a sudden under Harold you see it like getting warm like someone's actually sitting there no and he was like just to be clear Harold does not emit any heat he is a doll (laughs) (laughs) and I was just like thanks for the clarification (laughs) thank you Zach I almost forgot right so definitely some spooky things happened I I think that there's been enough sadness in that place for things to happen there's been a lot of sadness in the canals in the area people have drowned people have fallen in Obviously, there's 17 communities living in this area, so there's going to be life and death. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, Doll Island is open to the public. I don't know if it's open year-round, but it is available for tours. It's like 30 minutes by boat. And, yeah, Doll Island. That's it. Ooh. Thank you. I am booking a ticket. <laughs> We're planning our trip right after this episode. <laughs> Doll I feel Island. like we need like a burnt chicken nugget tan though before we go. Just to just. To oh my god! What's wrong? I'm just seeing pictures of this thing. So wait, you may have said why he started, but did you? And I don't know if you just cut out, but why did he keep putting them up? Did you say that? Uh, and I missed it. No, I did not say that. I I think he. That's where his family kind of thinks that he just started to kind of lose it a little bit he just thought that there was like more and more spirits and again kind of going back to that like potential belief for mexican culture that it wards or traps evil spirits so when you live alone on an island and you don't get much social interaction uh, yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. the pictures are are you looking at the pictures sarah yeah i'm trying to decide if we should make a t-shirt with our logo on it and bring it down there is that bad? Ooh, yeah. Is that bad branding? <laughs> nah. Put it. Oh, let's get a little T-shirt and put it on a doll. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. We can't bring a naked doll down there. True, true. That's not classy. Some people did though. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, some of the dolls are like pretty rough. Pretty rough. Are they making them scary on purpose? Oh. Well, some of them have been there since a long ass time. All right, we're going. Okay, when I'm just tell me when. 
No. All right I now. know is, is that I successfully <laughs> pronounced two Spanish words correctly at least once. Good job. Yeah, go you. It's the... So that... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Nice and fancy. That concludes La Isla de las Muñecas. Oh. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Muy bien. Very good. Very good. (laughs) Sarah said, oh, shit. (laughs) What if they like get okay. to the very end of the episode and I just do like one of us does the entire goodbye in Spanish? <laughs> uh, buenos dias. Oh wait, no, not buenos dias. That's that's hello. Oh no, it's good day. Adios, amigos. Gracias por listening Listen, to our no. show. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of Twenty Two Jump Street when Channing Tatum is like Dora, <laughs> boots. <laughs> Who was driving the car? Diego, (laughs) me and Diego. Oh my god. Okay, so great movie. Oh my god. How did you pronounce this? Yeah. Okay. It's not particularly easy to reach the island. The best way is to take a ferry. From other words, I can't say. Got to take a ferry. So we got to take a Mexican vacation and then take a ferry. Darn. Darn. Looking at. And we could be near a place where they, I don't know, I think they do it yearly where they do a dramatic performance of La, La Llorona. A woman like climbs oh. up to a pier, on a pyramid and like sings and oh my God, it looks really cool. So. My God. We could go around that time too. Hit a double okay. picture. All right, cool. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Sweet. Okay, for $111 American dollars, according to TripAdvisor, we can do the floating flower gardens of... Milko. Somichilo? Somichilo? Mm-hmm. Chilo? Mm-hmm. The X mm-hmm. place? Cool. Yeah. All right, 111. I'm in. There's another one for 4,000, but I'm not going to look at that one. No, 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 no. I think that might be a little. Unless we get Patreons, because then we could afford it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can record live. Let us know what you live. feel about that. Let us know. <laughs> My sister does have an EMF detector that she would let me borrow. It could be worth it. Think long and hard about this. Thank you. We could make our own ghost adventures, but cooler because we are cooler people. And because we're females. Let's be real. Yeah. I don't need hair And we could still put Aaron in a basement. (laughs) (laughs) And there's still an Aaron. God, yes. Hey. (laughs) And my little brother's name is Zach, so we're still like two degrees away. Oh, my God. We're. Yes. Yes. We're so. Mm -hmm. We almost have the whole squad. Mm -hmm. Basically. Okay, I'm getting really jazzed uh, about this. Well, while Sarah continues to plan our next vacation. Sorry, I'm actually focused. No, I was ready. I, I need, find the best deal. Come on. Aaron, you have a murder, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, what if she's like, no, well, it's a love maybe. story. What? <laughs> maybe. This is, uh, <laughs> you guys will be the judge of that. Okay, I'm going to send you two pictures first. Aaron, do not look at the pictures yeah. Is it bloody? Okay. No. Mm. No, it's not. Is it inappropriate? Or I could show you, I could try to show you like this. Which one's easier? No, it's okay. Send it to my phone. Okay. Send it to my phone, but tell me when, okay. because otherwise I'm going to look at it. No, I'm sending it to you like right now, so don't look. Okay, my hands are here. Okay, Sarah, they said in the right hands? order. These hands don't haze. They're on, they're, 
<laughs> Hands right, on your forehead. Okay. <laughs> For the I will let you guys know when to look at the first one because you can look at both of them in a little bit. But I do have <laughs> your nose looks great, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like make funny faces and do stupid ass shit all while Erin tells her story. Otherwise, I I can't let my brain settle on the fact that it's so real. Her stories are so real and they're I'm gonna try and draw your nose while she does this. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. I will say this is is art. (laughs) You may want to listen to closely because it's pretty crazy. So before I begin though, I do have two updates. On previous cases I've talked about. Uh, the first one is a quick correction about the Elisa Lamb case I covered in our Cecil Hotel episode. So I mm-hmm. mentioned that I was not able to find the four-minute elevator video that I'd heard about during my research. However, it does exist. Dion sent me an email with a link to the video. Dion! Uh, it is- of course she did. Yes. Dion! Of course she Thank did. goodness for Dion. All that is interesting.com has a write up on their website about the case, and the video is linked on there. I have no idea why I couldn't find it on YouTube, but thank you for sending me that link, Dion. So it exists. Yes. Dion is the bomb. Thank y'all. Yes. <laughs> now, the wait, second wait, wait. update I have is a. Wait, I think I know what your update is, and I'm so excited. Okay. Well, not excited. I'm just ex- You're okay. excited. Whoop. I'm excited that there's an update and that there's good news for what I think you're about to say, but I'm sad that it's sad. Okay, go. Okay, I was going to say, it's a sad update, so. Yeah, yeah. Go. This is a bait and switch. What are you doing? I don't know. In um, episode eight, I covered Lori Vallow's arrest and the disappearance of her two children, Tylee Ryan and JJ Vallow, who have been missing since September 2019. Well, on June 9th, Chad Daybell, Lori's husband, was arrested after Tylee and JJ's remains were found in his yard near his home in Idaho. (gasps) Yeah. So family members identified the children's remains and authorities officially confirmed on June 13th that the remains are Tylee and JJ. It's absolutely horrible and heartbreaking what happened to those kids. I'm not getting into more details than that. Um, at least their families have closure, but I don't even want to know what those poor kids went through. No, sorry. For my excitement, it was more of a, this proves that this crazy individual slash individuals will hopefully get the justice that they deserve. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. We'll get the justice handed to them. Not that they deserve all of it. I hope they go to jail. Regardless, it's sad that mm-hmm. they did can't, but at least they could confirm it was them and at least they can confirm for their family so their family's not for Looking, years and years wondering what wanting. happened. Um, yeah. I, I do have a question. Oh, I, so I don't know if you... Family. Yes. Do you know um, if they have a like time of death? Like how long they have been passed away? Um, That's a really good question. I don't know. Um, I know, like I even looked it up yesterday and they're still i guess piecing together what they think happened to the kids uh it seems like it's pretty graphic so i'm you can look that up at your own you know on your own time i um i do know that Lori is scheduled for a preliminary hearing on july 9th coming up while chad's set for early august so good 
that is set, like Morgan said, hopefully, you know, the scum of the earth people get life in prison and never see the light of day again because I hope they confess to they're absolutely David. disgusting. To your own kit. I can't do yeah. that stuff. Yep. That like ugh. Yep. No, exactly. Mm-mm. The worst of the oh. worst. Thank you, Aaron. I mean, not thank you, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. And thanks I'm, for the update. I'll say I'm sorry for the sad update. And then there's not a really good way to segue into my story. But <laughs> let's do it. Mm. It was my birthday, the update day. That's good. Yeah, happy Woo! birthday. Oh my god, yeah, we totally, okay, we did like a little shout I out for. On, on Instagram, but yeah, Sarah had a birthday. She turned 21 again. Woo! <laughs> for the seventh time now? <laughs> hey, hey. A lady never tells. I'm 27. <laughs> and I look fantastic. Hence of why course. we're doing an audio podcast and not a visual one. all right what's your story erin i can't live like this tell me what it is all right the case i'm talking about today took place in 2013 but has very recently been shared on social media because of the black lives matter movement and people wanting justice i've had this case on my list and i wasn't planning on covering it just yet But then I started seeing posts on Facebook with links to petitions, seeking signatures in order to get Kendrick Johnson's case reopened. So what better time to talk about this case than right now? And at the time of this recording, the petition has over one million signatures. And guys, I am all about it. I'm all aboard the justice train. I'm ready to go. I start researching. And I guess this is like a short disclaimer before I get into the story. I totally thought I knew this case going uh, going in. I had already made my mind up about what I believed happened to Kendrick. But mm-hmm. after doing some digging of my own, I found conflicting evidence that changed my thoughts about the case. So I'm really curious what you guys think after you hear this story, because it's definitely a crazy one. All right. Buckle then. Do it. All right. On January 11th, 2013, in Valdosta, Georgia, some Lowndes High School students were in the old gym around 10.30 a.m., filling out a survey given to them by their coach when they noticed a pair of white socks sticking out of the top of one of the rolled, upright wrestling mats stored no, in the corner of the gym. I know this one. One of the students decided to climb the bleachers to check it out, and once at the top, they discovered the body of 17-year-old Kendrick Johnson, who was in one of the mats head first. This student alerted the coach and everyone else in the gym that there was someone stuck in the mat, the student then called 911, and as quick as they could, the coach and the remaining students knocked over the mats and attempted to free the boy. When they were able to get the mat down, the coach and the students tried to pull Kendrick out head first, but they realized they were too late when they noticed blood and vomit on the mat. Oh, no. Kendrick's mother, Jackie Johnson, reported him missing the night before around midnight when he didn't return home after a freshman basketball game he was planning on attending. She became worried when Kendrick didn't call the check-in, which she said he always did if he was going to be home late. Jackie also went to the high school that morning to inform administration that her son was missing. It turns out that Kendrick was marked absent for his weightlifting class on the 10th, so he had gone missing well before the basketball game started. Aren't they supposed to call home for that? I don't. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm from a small town. If you're missing a class, I call your house. True. Good okay. question. I don't I don't think so. Oh god. 
Administration helped Jackie make and print out colored missing person flyers of Kendrick. She left the school with flyers in hand, but she received a call from the school a few hours later, informing her that a body had been found in the gym. By the time of the discovery, Kendrick's body had been in the mat upside down for 21 hours. Oh my god. The school was put into lockdown around 11 a.m., and when police arrived, an investigation was carried out. All of the students of the gym were questioned. Three students told investigators that kids would leave their shoes and other belongings in the mats as a means of storage instead of paying a fee to use a locker. Another student told investigators that he shared a pair of Adidas shoes with Kendrick. After gym class, Kendrick would toss his shoes into the mat so the other student could easily grab them and use them later. I should note that before Christmas break, the mats were lying face down horizontally. So the shoes Johnson and the student left in the mat would have been easily accessible. However, sometime during Christmas break, the mats were moved to the corner of the gym and placed upright. I also read that more mats were brought into the old gym during the break. And when these mats were placed in the corner, the mat that Kendrick and his friend had been using to store their shoes was placed in the back behind most of the mats, um, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very so now it's. Way. Yeah, a lot harder to get to. Two pairs of shoes were found in the mat Kendrick was in. One pair of Adidas shoes below him that he was, um, you know, allegedly trying to reach for. The other, a pair of Nike shoes that were by his legs, sort of behind his knees. Since Kendrick was found without shoes on his feet, it's believed that in his struggle to escape from the mat, he kicked the Nike shoes that he was wearing off and they fell into the mat with him. Blood was found inside the mat, but no blood was discovered on the shoes he had been wearing. Kendrick was bleeding from his head and orifices, which pooled at the bottom of the mat and underneath the shoes he was reaching for. I know that's not a pretty description. Thanks, Aaron. Sorry. (laughs) Another pair of shoes found in the gym appeared to have blood spatter on it. Now, I've seen conflicting information regarding whether or not the shoes... um, So these are... Completely different. Again, they weren't found in the mat. This is a totally different pair of shoes in the gym. And I've seen different information in articles regarding whether or not they were sent off for testing. However, Valdosta today stated that what appeared to be blood spatter was actually paint. So again, I don't know if they determined that by checking it or if they determined it just there. I don't know. And this is the blood spatter on which pair of shoes? This is a completely different pair of shoes. So that was not two, anywhere near his body. It was like on the other side of the gym. near the bat. Yes. Okay. Correct. There's a lot, a lot going on. Someone's had red a, paint. I have a question. Yeah, Morgan. In the, in the beginning of your story, the kids who noticed, they saw shoes. That's what they made them like look over. They saw socks sticking, sticking out of the mat. Out. Okay, so to give it perspective, not I'm not trying to be like harsh or crude or anything, but it's like a tube mat standing tall ways. Yes, he upright. He is in the middle. He is in the middle, face down. There is a pair of shoes yes. in the tube mat below his head. The ones he was a ele- yes, one by his head. A pair by his head he was reaching for. And okay. then the shoes that he was wearing like that are out. now like by They're his like, legs. Okay. Okay. 
I'm with you. I'm on it. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Yes, it does. I just want to make, I wanted to, I've heard this case before, but I wanted to, I thought for a second they said they saw the shoes that were like supposedly in the tube and I was like, whoa, how'd they see that? Uh, Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I was like, what? Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry, I probably didn't describe (laughs) it. No, no. You did great. I'm, my brain is like, whoa. (laughs) No, the mat always throws me off because I can't imagine how it wouldn't just tip over, but you calling it a tube mat actually makes more sense. Okay. Got it. Oh. Yeah. Um, besides the random pair of shoes, a gray hoodie was also found in the gym, but investigators didn't take it into evidence. From what I've seen from crime scene photos, I don't think, like I said, the shoes or the hoodie were found close to Kendrick's body, so maybe that's why they weren't taken in. I'm just speculating there, but I would think that investigators probably should have anyway, just yeah, in case. Shouldn't you just I don't take see why it, it yeah. would. Yeah. Like, why or would just it hurt prove to- that someone was there? Like, yeah. I, that's weird. And I've read, so this is in the um, old gym, and I did read and hear that um, other kids, like, it wasn't used for classes or anything, so kids kind of came and went, like, like I said before, people used the mats as storage. I think people kind of left things in the gym if they wanted to, so I don't, I don't know whose it is, but they did not take the hoodie in. An autopsy conducted by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, or GBI for short, determined that Kendrick had died from positional asphyxia, also known as postural asphyxia, where someone loses the ability to breathe due to how their body is positioned. Investigators theorized that Kendrick had been trying to grab the shoes from inside the mat when he fell in headfirst and suffocated due to his inverted position and his inability to free himself from the mat. Investigators also discovered dried blood on the wall about 40 feet from where Kendrick was discovered and a bloody tissue in the girls' bathroom, uh, trash, which is located outside of the gym. An officer noted that the blood spatter on the wall was too old to have been Kendrick's, but it was sent off for DNA testing and it turned out not to be a match. Sorry, I'm just laughing because why is there random blood spatter on the why wall? Is there blood like, what is That's happening? That's a great question. <laughs> If it's not his, who is it? Should we be asking more questions? Wow. What is this? Probably. The bloody tissue in a girl's bathroom. I'm not going to get there, but that makes a little more sense than it being on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, for the other, for the bloody tissue, a female student came forward and told officers that she was hit in the nose during color guard practice, either that same day or yesterday. I'm not sure. And the bloody tissue was hers. DNA okay. testing did conclude that the blood on the tissue was not Kendrick's. After a four-month investigation, Kendrick's death was ruled as accidental by the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office. So the case might have ended right then and there, but Jackie and Kenneth Johnson were not satisfied with the investigation's findings. Wait, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. How much blood was on this tissue? I don't know. Was it a spot? And they were like, oops, someone must have just dipped it in and threw it away. Like, they tested a bloody tissue from somewhere else away but not from him. But not all the, the articles. Hoodie, yes. Not the shoes. Interesting. I am. Yeah. So okay. they said the other shoes had um, paint on them. The hoodie, I don't know if it had blood on it or not. Well, now we're I don't never know, guys. Check, check it for DNA. There are Let's many questionable things. I'm already mad. I know. All right. All right. Kendrick's parents believe that investigators ruled out foul play due to their son's race. 
they released a photo of Kendrick's face. And this is when you guys need to look at that first photo for me. And I'm sorry, but I just want you to look at it so you can get the idea of what they're feeling. <gasps> Have oh you ever seen this picture? Oh my God, no. Oh my God, Aaron. Oh my God, Aaron. Yeah. Oh if you, my. <gasps> no. If you didn't have like Kendrick's picture next to this one, I don't think you would know who it was. He's unrecognizable. Completely. Yeah. So now with, you know, this photo out and the media spreading this photo around, the public starts to rally behind the Johnsons, wanting to find out whether or not Kendrick's death was actually an accident. On May 8th, 2013, a judge granted permission for Kendrick's body to be exhumed. On June 15th, the family hired William Anderson, a private pathologist with forensic dimensions in Heathrow, Florida, to conduct an independent autopsy. Anderson released his findings, claiming that Kendrick's death was not an accident. His report noted that he discovered signs of hemorrhaging on the right side of Kendrick's neck and his soft tissues, suggesting that he suffered and died from blunt force trauma. The independent autopsy wasn't as precise as it could have been, though. It was discovered that after the initial autopsy, um, someone filled the body with newspapers. So Kendrick's organs were not in his body and nowhere to be found. I'm sorry, what? Is that normal? I'll get to that in a little bit. Sarah's like, tell me now. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep I'm never dying. You're right. Take me by the- mermaids can take me. I don't want it to be put in the hands of these newspaper stuffers. <laughs> oh my god. It's too late to change my answer. Oh my god. No, will it up. You can put it in your will. I'll make sure they come get you. We'll put you by a Thank body of water. It'll be all right. Do nothing the- with my body besides set it by the water. I'll do the rest. And so help me if you even come at me with a newspaper. I will haunt you for the rest (laughs) of your life. My will is going to be fun to write. Go on. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. The funeral home stated that they had never received Kendrick's organs from the GBI's coroner. The GBI said otherwise, stating that after the first autopsy was completed, his organs were placed back in his body. So now the funeral homeowner backtracked after that, stating that Kendrick's organs were, quote, destroyed through natural process, end quote, and since they were too decomposed, they were disposed of. The owner also explained that newspapers, along with cotton or sawdust, are common embalming practices and used to fill body cavities if necessary. Now, besides, I mean, regardless of that, what I don't understand is why weren't the Johnsons contacted? About yeah. this, like, decision at all. Like, why were they contacted by funeral even if, home? Even if that's a normal thing. That's that's a decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, regardless, because I, I read in different articles, too, that, like, the funeral home did this for free or a very low price, which, I mean, is very nice. But still, that doesn't mean that you get to do what you want. No. Like, there should have been a conversation. If you have to choose to have someone embalmed, I think you should have to choose to stuff foreign things in there. I don't care what it is. Like, you can't just do that. Yes, there were permissions. Correct us if we're wrong, but I think that seems really inappropriate. And I read somewhere else that I think newspaper was common, but it started to not become common back in, like, the 1970s or something. Which makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It just seems so weird. Because we have the internet now, so how much newspaper is really flying around? God. (laughs) There you go, yes. 
I don't like it. It doesn't feel right. Because you need to get rid of the organs. Because you're a funeral home. Shouldn't you know how to preserve organs, even if they're a little bit past due? Like, past due. I know it's not milk. I'm just saying, like... I'll also touch on that later. So you said milk earlier. I said milk. I I just feel like you should know better. Like, yeah, I think they messed up. Like, I don't go to a tax person for breakfast. I go there so you do my taxes and you tell me what I'm doing. Like, you're a funeral home person. I don't like it. I'm slowly getting on your train. Me either. Toot toot. After Anderson's findings were released, the Johnsons came out publicly, stating that they believed Kendrick had been murdered. On October 31st, 2013, Matthew Moore, the U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Georgia, opened a formal review of the case. The Johnsons also requested a coroner's inquest in the hopes that Kendrick's cause of death would be changed, leading to the investigation hopefully being reopened. The judge delayed the decision until the U.S. District Attorney's review was released. The family was upset about the judge's decision and demanded that Georgia's governor immediately authorize the inquiry. The family, along with the NAACP and other civil rights activists, held a rally in Atlanta. The governor's office later released a statement siding with the judge's decision to wait for the U.S. attorney's report. The request ended up being denied, even though the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office coroner, Bill Watson, was not at all satisfied about how investigators had handled the case. In his report, Watson wrote, Quote, I was not notified of this death until 1545 hours, so around 345 p.m. Uh-huh. He continued, the investigative climate was very poor to worse when I arrived on the scene. The body had been noticeably moved. The scene had been compromised, and there was no cooperation from law enforcement at the scene. Furthermore, the integrity of the evidence bag was compromised on January 13, 2013, by opening the sealed bag and exhibiting the dead body to his father. End quote. There is a second coroner's report that was not signed or dated, which is very different from Watson's report. CNN said they attempted to contact the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office and the Lowndes County Coroner. They declined to, or the GBI Coroner, I'm sorry, but they declined to address why there were two coroner's reports and why they were so inconsistent with each other. So to me, that does seem pretty weird, pretty off that there Mm -hmm. would be two reports, but I'll touch on that later as well. I have a lot at the end. (laughs) A lot at the end. In November 2013, surveillance tapes of the Lowndes High School gym were released to CNN following a court request. A forensic analyst discovered that tapes from two cameras were missing an hour and five minutes of footage, while a separate camera was missing two hours and ten minutes of footage. Are you serious? The chunks of time one... That like okay, if a camera's broken or hey, this one really doesn't work or whatever, okay, I'm mad, but I'm not that mad. When there's chunks of time missing, boy, bye. Are you why don't joking? you just break it for the entire day? Like, why are you making it so obvious, you idiot? Uh, like luckily these two hours just happen to not be on here. Sorry about it. That's insane. You. That is thank insane. Thank you for that voice. Thank you for that voice, sir. I really needed that. Well, they have to sound like that if they're that if they're that stupid. Thank you. Correct. Correct. No, they don't. But and in my head, they do. <laughs> if this is what you wanted, it's what you got. I'm riled up. Let's go. The Johnson family suspected that the surveillance footage had been tampered with as part of a cover-up. I did look up the video on YouTube of Kendrick entering the gym. I can link the one I watched in the show notes. In the video, a CNN reporter is describing the footage and how one second you see Kendrick 
walk into the gym and kind of run towards where the mats are stored. And literally after Kendrick runs outside of that frame, boom, the footage jumps to kids playing basketball. There are no timestamps in the footage either, which makes it difficult to determine what time Kendrick came into the gym and what time those students were playing basketball. I also originally read on Wikipedia, which I shouldn't believe Wikipedia anyway, that there was no surveillance footage where the gym mats were stored, uh, but that is not true. CNN looked at a different piece of footage, which shows, and I say that very sarcastically, the wrestling mats in the top left corner of the video where Kendrick's body was later found. However, the footage from that camera is ridiculously blurry. Even CNN trying to zoom in and show a close-up of the mats didn't help. Heck, you couldn't even make out the faces of any of the students playing basketball close to the camera. So they didn't have to blur their faces (laughs) because the camera did it for them. Wow. Hmm. You also don't see the top part of the mats. So, I mean, either way, you wouldn't see Kendrick or the students who found his body climbing up the mats or climbing up the bleachers. There was also apparently a gap of time in this video as well, where students are seen playing basketball. And then in another frame, someone is running into the gym. The CNN reporter said allegedly with a gurney, which I have no idea because I couldn't tell what I was watching. So I don't know how he could tell (laughs) what was going on either. Hmm. Yeah, I want to see this. I will link it in the show notes and I can send it to you. Thank you. The reporter reiterated that CNN had not touched or edited the footage. CNN reached out to Lowndes High School and the sheriff's office, who received a copy of the gym footage before supplying it to CNN. An attorney for Lowndes County Schools responded, quote, what we produced to the sheriff is a raw feed with no edits, end quote. And an attorney representing the sheriff's department replied, Quote, my client has confirmed that the video was not altered or edited by anyone within the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office. End quote. So a lot of things coming up during this investigation definitely seem sketchy. They seem uh, off. Yeah. yeah. I can only imagine how frustrated Kendrick's parents were during all of this. In 2014, the Johnsons filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the Lowndes County Board of Education, the superintendent, and the high school principal, claiming that Kendrick was, quote, violently assaulted, severely injured, suffered great physical pain and mental anguish, and subjected to insult and loss of life, end quote. On January 10th, 2013, they stated that the school was negligent and had ignored previous reports that Kendrick had been harassed and attacked by a white student. The Johnsons claimed that 14 months earlier, Kendrick had been attacked on a school bus. Jackie had also complained to the school about this student who had a history of provoking and attacking Kendrick in front of coaching staff and other school employees. The suit also criticized the video surveillance system and the lack of cameras in certain areas of the school. That same year, Ebony Magazine released articles stating that two Lowndes High School students were suspects in Kendrick's death. Pseudonyms were used in place of the students' names, But the magazine described them so well and mentioned that their dad was an FBI agent, so people pretty quickly came to realize that the alleged suspects the magazine was talking about were Brian and Brandon Bell. The magazine used an anonymous email as their source, which claimed that the, I think the younger brother, from what they said, um, killed Kendrick after learning that Kendrick had sex with his girlfriend. Rick and Karen Bell denied these accusations, proclaiming that their sons were innocent, and they had nothing to do with Kendrick's death. The Bells also announced that their sons have been harassed since articles were published, and they filed a $5 million lawsuit against Ebony Magazine for slander. So their sons were harassed just like 
Kendrick Johnson was harassed at school all the time? Is that what they're talking about? Because that seems like maybe uh, they should talk about that first, maybe. Dun, dun, dun. I have a lot of things at the end to talk about, so <laughs> all right. keep that as you will. So I got I got a whole list of things, so. <laughs> I mean, they shouldn't have done that, like put their name so blatant or whatever, but. Yeah, which again, I mean, they, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Okay, I'll okay. explain. I'm sorry, I'm ready. No, you're good. The Johnsons believed that one or both of the Bell brothers had killed Kendrick and their father with his FBI connections covered up the murder. So in January 2015, the Johnsons filed another lawsuit, this time against 38 people, including the school, the local crime lab, state and federal officials, five GBI agents, an FBI agent, three of Kendrick's classmates, and more. Before the lawsuit was filed, Michael J. Moore the U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Georgia, claimed that the investigation was still open, but it was more complicated and taking longer than they initially thought. All Superior Court judges in the county actually removed themselves from the case because they argued they were too close to the Bell family, which makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Michael, mm -hmm. Michael J. Moore ended up resigning in November of the same year, and the lawsuit was transferred to U.S. Attorney Stephen Dettelbach of the Northern District of Ohio. Shortly after receiving the case, Dettelbach resigned. The lawsuit had to be dropped because the Johnsons didn't have any hard evidence to back up their cover-up theory. They ended up being sued for more than $850,000 in attorney fees and more than $1 million in defamation charges. They were ordered to pay about $300,000 to those they had accused. Bruh. That sucks. In June 2016, the Department of Justice announced that no charges would be brought against anyone for the death of Kendrick Johnson, stating, quote, after extend blah 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 blah. Stating, quote, after extensive investigation into this tragic event, federal investigators determined that there is insufficient evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone or some group of people willfully violated Kendrick Johnson's civil rights or committed any other prosecutable federal crime, end quote. So if the story ended there, I would be convinced that there's definitely some shady stuff going on with this case, that Kendrick maybe was murdered, and that maybe this was all a huge elaborate cover-up which honestly i don't know about you guys but that's what like i've always thought about this case and that's how this case has been presented to me Mm -hmm. well when my research continued i did come across information that answered some questions i had about the case and challenged the cover-up theory so i'm just going to bullet point the things that stuck out to me as red flags or things that i came across during my research that i didn't know originally going into this case and then I'll tell you what I found regarding mm-hmm. each of them. Sound good? Yeah. No. Yep. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hop off it, Aaron. Morgan's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm ready. As long as I don't look at any more pictures, I'll do it. Yeah. I think I'll just have to look at them one more time. No. But that's it. Fine. Okay. Fine. Is that okay? Um, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's dive right into it. So if Kendrick died from positional asphyxia, why was his blood found in the mat? I think that's a big thing that kind of comes up during this case. So I'm going to throw on my lab coat for you guys and throw a lot of science facts at you. (laughs) So bear with me, please. All right. All right. Mosaic science says that decomposition happens minutes after the heart stops beating. 
When our cells no longer get oxygen, their acidity increases and enzymes begin to digest cell membranes, which leak out when the cells eventually break down. This is how tissue and organs in the body begin to decompose. The body's skin will begin to appear discolored when damaged blood cells leak out and settle into the capillaries and veins. There are also two different ways a body can decay. Did you guys know that? (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Aaron. I sure (laughs) did not. The one that I think best fits what happened to Kendrick is called putrefaction, where bacteria escapes from the intestinal tract, which are released into the body and begin breaking it down. During putrefaction, the neck, abdomen, shoulders, and head will begin to turn a greenish color, followed by visible bloating of the face. Explore Forensics also described how during decomposition, the skin can blister, hair starts to fall out, and fingernails will shrink back into the fingers. Which I actually found that piece very interesting since people have commented on how Kendrick liked to keep his fingernails long, but when he was found, it appeared as if someone had clipped his nails. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. I thought it kept Mm. growing whenever you died. No. Apparently not. Okay. Good to know. I mean, I I guess. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's knowledge, correct? Yes. (laughs) As the body's blood vessels begin to break down, the vessels become visible on the face, chest, and other parts of the body. One of the last things to happen to a decomposing body is the release of what is called purge fluid. This fluid will come out of the mouth, nose, eyes, and other orifices of the body. That also explains why blood was found at the bottom of the mat, where his head was, and why no blood was found on his lower extremities. So if you take a look at the crime scene pictures of Kendrick and the mat now with this new information, I think it makes sense that his body and his face would appear the way it did, especially Mm -hmm. since he was stuck in the mat inverted. Yes. uh, Inverted. Blah, blah, blah. He was stuck in the mat in an inverted position. So blood was rushing to his head. And that's where the purge fluid ended up draining from. Yeah, I can see that. Another note I wanted to make, uh, and I think we all know this, but the rate of decomposition increases the higher... The temperature is and Kendrick was stuck in that mat for 21 hours and it's I imagine a very hot and enclosed space so mm-hmm. I definitely think his body was decomposing at a quicker than normal rate when his body was discovered yeah just yeah, my thoughts he kind of made a little oven in there I mean like your body heat and then like think even when you're just breathing in a tight quarters like it gets hot oh, yeah. so fast it's like yeah. not even mm-hmm. it's not open at the end at all for him Mm-mm. so like it was especially it makes sense that his that his face would have such a heavy level of decompass because it's really warm in that area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and all the blood is going that way if yeah. you're inverted like that yeah none of this sounds nice but it makes sense not okay not at all okay a lot of people have also questioned how kendrick fell into the mat in the first place um, which is a great question that's something i've always thought about in this case too kendrick was Anywhere, articles have said different things. He was around five foot nine to five foot eleven, while the wrestling mats were six feet tall. Again, that detail kind of always threw me off because if his shoulders were wider than the hole in the middle of the mat, how could he have fallen into it in the first place? So, like I mentioned previously, and if you guys do want to pull up the picture, I think this might help as well. The mat he and his friend used was now near the back corner of the gym behind a whole bunch of wrestling mats. The mats were also pretty heavy, and now that other mats surrounded it, it would have been a lot tougher for Kendrick to just, like, tip the mat over and grab his shoes from underneath it. 
In the surveillance video, it seems like Kendrick was in a rush, probably trying to get to his weightlifting class on time. A Valdosta Today article I read stated that Kendrick used to be on the football team. He left the team um, for some reason I'm not sure of, but he talked to his coach about what he needed to do to get back on the team. If he obtained more absences, he wouldn't be able to join the football team again. So I can understand why he would have been in a rush and maybe decided to, you know, climb over the mats and reach into it to grab his shoes instead of moving the other mats around first. Where were his arms? This is what I'm going to get into right now. Thank you. So if you look at the crime scene photos, you can see that Kendrick's right arm is over his head while his left arm is at his side, his left hand on his chest. So let's say he tried to reach into the mat using his right arm and he was using his left arm to kind of hold him up at the top and on the side Mm -hmm. of the mat as he reached in. But if he lost his grip, now he's kind of sideways, right? So I can Mm -hmm. see how he could have fallen in and gotten stuck in that kind of a position. Yeah, like cause, because his if his, if they you already mentioned his shoulders were too wide to fit, so they had one had yeah. to have been like making more of an angle so they could so he could yeah sit. I can totally see myself like reaching into and do a long tube literally and mm-hmm. like losing my grip and then falling forward like in my yeah. arms in front of me and my other arms glued to my side or behind me making it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm reaching out. Yeah. Like I think of his, um, like with the crime scene picture, if his arms, both of his arms were like found like straight out reaching for the shoes, I think that would have raised a lot more questions. But it doesn't um, appear to be that way with the crime scene pictures. There is also a diagram that the police made in one of the articles, which just visually shows kind of how I explained Kendrick may have fallen into the mat. And the visual really helped me make a little bit more sense of how someone getting stuck in a gym mat could be possible. So that's Mm. kind of one of the answers or the reasonings for why that could have happened. Okay. Okay. Now, I can picture now how Kendrick may have fallen into the mat and gotten stuck, but how come nobody heard him? I imagine he was, you know, screaming for help and moving around in the mat, trying to tip it over and free himself. I think this question can one be answered due to his cause of death being positional asphyxia so due to his body being inverted and stuck in the position it was in he wasn't able to breathe so i can't imagine how long a person could be stuck in that position screaming for help until they would lose consciousness and like if you're not able to get oxygen into your lungs i don't think you would have the ability to yell for help at least not for very long would it be muffled also because you're so far down in that tube there is a video on YouTube I watched that did set out to debunk this theory. Okay. Um, that if Kendrick was screaming, he would have been heard and discovered by someone. Again, I will link this also in the show notes. In the video, this guy is, uh, he goes into the middle of a wrestling mat, and the mat is placed kind of in the middle of this gym they're in. The mat then is lifted up by two other people and placed vertically. And so he's in the same position Kendrick was in. And he starts to yell out. I will say you can slightly hear yelling, but I it sounds muffled. You know, it's so it's definitely muffled. This guy also tries to knock the mat down, too, as he is inside it. And the like mat wiggling? does move. Yeah, it moves side okay. to side, but it never tips over. Oh, when really? the guy gets out of the mat. Uh, yeah, I will say when he gets out of the mat, he appears out of breath and sweaty. And he comments on how hot it was in the mat. 
and he was in it for maybe 30 seconds. Shit. See, that's what I thought. Okay. I immediately, like, when we're talking about the position and stuff, he looks like he was on the football team. Like, he's a young, fit dude. I'm picturing in my yeah. head, you know, me trying to, like, wiggle it to tip it over. Did they ever say how far down he was in the mat? Like, were his feet, like, how, how much of his legs were sticking out? I'm not positive because I think while this sounds really gross to say while his body was decomposing too, I think his body kind of shrunk a bit or yeah. slid down. I, no I think, yeah, because I think it, it was yes, because his body was being constricted. I think he slid down in the mat even more too. Okay, he's not resisting yeah. it, so it's like relaxed and okay. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Okay, and so you could, you know sort of kind of hear the guy's muffled yells from the mat. But I also think we need to consider that the mat Kendrick was in was in the back corner of the gym. Other mats were placed in front of it too. So I think that would also have muffled his screams and it would have yeah. made it extremely difficult to knock the mat down from the inside if other mats were in the way. Because I think they're pretty heavy. I don't, they're pretty they're, thick. Yeah. yeah. And you're like in that video, I'm sure like obviously we're all listening to see if we can hear him. Like, if yeah. there was no one nearby, it just proves he may not have been heard. Well, mm-hmm. high schools are loud. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's kids talking all the time. Like, there's people in the hallway. It's not going to be a quiet gym. Like, even yeah. if it is, you're going to hear other things outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was close to near the end of the day, too. I'm not sure when that. Yeah. And if you only had been released a few minutes, like, that's not really enough to. Oh, this is sad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's very sad. Um, another question that comes up, or at least that I had, was why were there two initial autopsy reports? Mm-hmm. From what I could find, I believe there were two reports because both the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office had their coroners each complete a report. So Valdosta today stated that the GBI is not connected to the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office, but they do assist them at times in complete autopsies for the state medical examiner's office. The GBI's coroner told investigators, quote, I'm not sure at this point what he died from, but I can tell you what he didn't die from. He had not been beaten. He had not been stabbed. He had not been shot. He had not been sexually assaulted or anything such as that, end quote. So in her report, she ruled his death as accidental due to positional asphyxia. So that was the report they went with. The second autopsy report to come out was, like I said before, completed by Lowndes County Coroner Bill Watson. He described the poor investigative environment in his report and commented on how the crime scene and body bag were compromised. I did find his report online. Um, You can easily look it up. And he did not give a cause of death, stating that the autopsy report was pending. So when I saw that, I don't think that meant that he actually conducted the autopsy, but I think he wrote the report as a way for him to document like how poorly the investigators were handling the case and what was going on. Because technically he was, and don't get it twisted, I think the investigation was shit, but (laughs) I think, think, like, is he supposed to be contacted right away and he wasn't? So, again, me kind of just spouting off some things, maybe, you know, Watson wrote that as a way to kind of cover his bases in case something would come back on him. Like, hey, I wasn't told about this until, like, hours later. Like, yeah, this isn't on me. That's fair. So... Yeah, so I don't think he did the autopsy. I think he just wrote up a report based off of what he saw 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Okay. And okay. honestly, to me, it seemed like they just got a second opinion. But is that not normal, I guess? No. Your face is I don't. No. Again, I don't know if he did the autopsy, though. So I don't know if... Because, again, uh, his... Okay. No, I'm following. Okay. Because in his report, it said pending the autopsy report. So I don't know. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So still a little weird, but I think maybe they had him do it, or he just did it himself because of it, or, you know, the GBI was helping out, and they're like, oh, they're going to take care of the autopsy. So you don't got to worry about it. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was a big question I had throughout. One of the bigger questions. I was like, why? This sounds so weird. (laughs) It does. Yes. Yes. Um, Another point. um, So I shared, you saw that first picture. Mm-hmm. that I sent you. Yeah. So the Johnson family shared that picture of Kendrick's face to the media, which sparked a lot of outrage and questions from the public regarding the accuracy of his cause of death. This picture has been under a lot of scrutiny, though. So that picture the Johnsons also shared on the Justice for Kendrick Johnson Facebook page and used on signs during their rallies in Georgia. This picture, along with the many mishandlings of the case, have been suspecting foul play, believing that their son was beaten and murdered. This picture of Kendrick's face, so the first one you guys saw, mm-hmm. was actually taken after the first autopsy had been completed. So the picture is, I mean, gruesome and shocking to say the least. And I can see how the Johnsons would think that war was at play and their son's death than just an accident oh. when they looked at that picture. However, do you think that picture and the crime scene photos compare? No, I could... Like they were still terrible, but like that second picture you sent, like it looks way more, like fresh off of a crime scene. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not shocked that you're telling me this. Like I, but I was also autopsies. How, they, how those? Co- I was wondering how they correlated. Like they don't look like the same at all. Well, and autopsies are invasive, weird. aren't they? Like yes, they're. I had. It's, it's not yeah. pretty. No. And I had read that um, for his autopsy, um, they had peeled um, the skin of his face back to examine the facial muscles. Muscles. So I would imagine that, I mean, after putting the skin back to where it belonged, it wouldn't look the same as it did before the autopsy. Well, and with all that, um, uh, what were you calling it? Like the expulsion stuff from his face? Like that's going to move your blood. Yes. It's going to move like those yeah with those vessels around like he's already gonna look puffy and then they take that skin off like yeah it's not great but it makes it does make sense i can see yeah so i couldn't do it but mm -mm. mm -mm. regardless of what your thoughts are of the case because i know people have many different opinions i just don't think you can base your reasoning off of this particular picture compared to the crime scene photos on the the picture he does look like things have gone awry yeah, but I think yeah. you would also look like that after an autopsy. It, they mm-hmm. took your face skin off. Because they I had mean, to, honestly. If if things are being shifted under your skin, they have to see if there's, like, damage to your muscles and your bones. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's not pretty. I don't know why they showed the parents that. Do they have I don't to know do how that? they got the f- – I don't know how they got the photo. I've heard different things. I'm not going to say them because I don't know what is accurate and what is not. But somehow the family got the picture. That's something I would never want to see of my child. Like, mm -mm. 
Mm-hmm. No, I and honestly, I think both of them show potential for a reasonable explanation and further look into what's going on. Yeah. I mean, that first mm-hmm. picture or the second picture you sent of like the crime scene photos pre autopsy, according to, you know, your notes and what you saw, mm-hmm. it's still, he still looks not like himself and not like I, if I was a parent, I'd be questioning it too. Oh, I'd be no, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't blame them at all for that. I just no. found it interesting yeah. that when I was researching, I was like, oh, these don't go together. No there are pictures from different like, times. Let's, like so. we need to know the sequence of those of those of the, all the pictures, yes. rather than just randomly one thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's terrible. Yeah. Another big red flag was how Kendrick's body was handled at the funeral home, his missing organs, and the questionable embalming practices. The Johnson family did file a complaint against the funeral home, and an investigation led by the Georgia Secretary of State's office did find that the funeral home did not use quote-unquote best practices, and that material other than newspaper would have been more acceptable. Duh. <laughs> however, yeah, yeah. <laughs> however, the investigation report stated that how the funeral home filled the body cavity, quote, is a necessary preparation to present a deceased body for public viewing. End, co- end quote. And the funeral home is cleared of any wrongdoing. The Johnson family did file a civil suit against the funeral home back in 2014, accusing them of fraud, negligence, and intentional mishandling of a corpse. The Johnsons dropped the lawsuit against the funeral home on May 20th, 2019, but the next day they refiled the same lawsuit. Oh. And as far as I could, yeah, I don't know if that's like a strategy or what, but as far as I know, nothing has come of it. And I do think the funeral home royally messed up and they should have communicated a lot better with the Johnsons. Yeah. As well as, you know, the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office should have communicated with them as well. Do I believe that Kendrick's organs went missing and were sold in the black market, which is a theory that went around during this time? No, I don't think that happened just based off of what I went over before and researched about the stages of a decomposing body. It makes sense to me that the organs probably were too decomposed to place back in his body, but Jackie and Kenneth should have been, you know, contacted about that. Find something. Yeah. 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 I'm in HR. I realize what I sound like, but you need to be aware. Like, We need some documentation, please. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't help that, like, each entity was like, no, I didn't do it. You did it. No, I didn't do it. You did it. And I'm yeah, like, someone just say you threw him away. The fact that the funeral home was like, no, 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 it wasn't us. Like, and then like, and then came back with, oh yeah, 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 we we did do that. Like, just that's playing into all of it. That Own sounds it. so sketchy. Right. Well, it's make it's setting up like a level help. of distrust already. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you need to be honest from the beginning. That I'm sorry, that's part of it. Like, yes, we did. Exactly. Super sorry. Yes, they should have been kept up to speed about a lot of things. So it did look fishy, but I don't think that his um, organs being disposed of were due to a cover-up, though. Mm -hmm. My opinion. Um, Also, during my research, I found that the private autopsy completed by William Anderson has also come into question. Anderson's report claimed that Kendrick didn't die accidentally, but was killed by blunt force trauma. He came to this conclusion when he noted a three-centimeter bruise on Kendrick's neck. Besides that, Anderson didn't note any other signs of trauma, 
no defensive wounds, or evidence that Kendrick's body was moved after death, and he has never specifically said that Kendrick was beaten. In a USA Today article, Anderson said, quote, there is no evidence he was beaten. It was probably just a single pressure application, end quote. I'm not sure also what year this happened, but Anderson was fired from the state of Florida for unprofessional and unethical actions. But today, I believe still today, he is working as a private pathologist. Okay. In June 2018, after a witness told the Johnsons that an acquaintance confessed that another person killed Kendrick and struck him with a 45-pound dumbbell, Kendrick's body was exhumed again, and a third autopsy was conducted. Oh, my God. This autopsy confirmed the second independent autopsy's findings, noting that Kendrick likely died due to blunt force trauma to the right neck and right thorax due to hemorrhaging in those areas. So, Morgan, I see you looking at me. And when I was initially doing research, I was like, oh, this changes the game, right? But this third autopsy was completed by William Anderson, again, as an addendum to the second autopsy he did back in 2013. No, you need a new person. I know. I was like, of what? course he's going to come back to the same conclusion he did. Well, that was confirmation bias. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? I was so mad. They had a what does he say? Like, give me another crack at it? No. Right. Get someone new. You had a shot. Get own, someone let new. Me prove, let me prove my own theories here. No. And it was the same thing. So I don't know how much of like an addendum it really was. Like, It sounds like he was just proving findings. his point. Yeah. And I think it just would have been way more damning if the autopsy was completed by someone else and they would have yes. agreed with his findings. But since yeah, it's the you have same like a majority. Guy, yep. Yeah. It does nothing. No. Flying a specialist from a different state who knows nothing about it, who hasn't read the report on it and then conduct it. And then that's mm-hmm. it. That's that's how it goes. I'm pissed. Yeah, I was so mad when I read that. Well, and you exhumed this poor kid's body again for the same again. person to look at. Why, yes. why would you not? Okay. I don't know mm-hmm. why. And the parents were okay with that? I think they were, they made it happen, so. True. They wanted it to happen, so. I think we can all agree one of the biggest red flags in this case is the gym surveillance footage. There yes. were no timestamps on the footage and appeared as if it had been tampered with. The Valdosa Daily Times wrote a pretty good article that I will link in the show notes detailing how they examined the gym footage and interviewed Al Rowell, the director of technology for Lowndes County Schools, to determine whether video footage had been tampered with. Rowell, it's Rowell or Rowell, I'm sorry, I'm probably saying it wrong. Rowell told the Valdosa Daily Times that each camera has its own internal clock, which does not sync up to all of the camera's clocks. This means that two cameras may be capturing different views of the exact same moment. So let's say, for example, both cameras are filming the same group of kids playing basketball. However, one camera's timestamp may say 1 o'clock, while another camera may say 1240. So that kind of answers why cameras didn't have, you know, the same timestamps. But why were timestamps not seen on the CNN footage that they received at all? Mm -hmm. Well... Apparently, the software program Integral Integral Remote View used to export the video footage does not allow the video to be exported with timestamps. However, when you are watching the footage on a computer before exporting it, timestamps are on the videos. I did read somewhere, I don't know if this is true, that um, either the school or the sheriff's office, I guess maybe it had to be at the school because they had the um, software, 
invited the Johnsons to come and look at it, and they declined. I don't know. Okay. So I would be like, let me see that, but okay. Yeah. I don't know, because at that point, you're already distrustful, so it's like, what if... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can agree with that. Um, The last big question mark was why one minute you see Kendrick in the gym, and then the next second you see students playing basketball. The Valdosta Daily Times received documents about integral technologies from Rowell, which explained why students seem to appear and disappear on camera. The cameras in the gym are only activated when they detect a change in light. It even mentioned that in, uh, so in the article, it even mentioned that if a student moves in the camera's field of vision, it may not actually trigger the camera to start recording. Like, it's very specific, I guess. The footage, so it just changes with the light. So even if... Maybe a kid walks in, but it doesn't change that light enough to turn the camera on. So it's motion detected, but. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The footage on the CNN clip showed Kendrick walking into the gym. And then once he was out of the camera sight, it quickly switched to students playing basketball. So at some point between Kendrick going into the gym, which after figuring out like the time discrepancies between the cameras, it was determined that Kendrick arrived in the gym around 1.27 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so between him arriving into the gym and those students playing basketball, that camera stopped recording after Kendrick left the camera's field of vision and was not activated until those students were playing basketball. Sure. Another camera angle showed Kendrick walking into the gym and then it quickly switched to other students entering the gym too. So there's so this was happening in other cameras where it showed one thing and then switched. I Shouldn't it have picked up? The... You can go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I I can't believe that even if they are motion censored, which sorry, but that's fucking stupid to be right? just like, wouldn't they record for like a minute or longer? Why is it the second it stops sensing the light, it's off? That's yeah, like a motion up. censored light once turned on, it's a good couple minutes. Yeah. And I also, shouldn't it have picked up the kids walking into the gym, not just after they started playing basketball? Mm-hmm. That's where it gets fishy to me. Like, that should have already been Mm -hmm. enough, quote, unquote, light change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I mentioned before was that really blurry camera. Again, I didn't have any answers for that. However, the school may not have the money or the means to pay for better cameras or a better system. Because if they're having kids pay for lockers, I think it's probably in a poorer area, I would think. So I don't know if it's the system. I don't know if it's the cameras. But there seem to be answers for why it seems like footage is missing when it's actually not. Maybe the cameras aren't working as well and weren't picking up as much as they needed to be. I, I'm still saying I'm not disagreeing. I still think it's yeah. weird, but it just doesn't seem like the best camera system to have in a school where things can happen. <laughs> well, and it's really weird that it's 20 minutes difference. You said one camera I just could made, show. I just made an example. Oh, okay. I was like, I could forgive a few minutes because I know like things happen, but okay. Never yeah. Mind. I know, yeah. It still seems and fishy. I don't. Mm-hmm. Not disagreeing. The investigation by the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office um, has obviously been under fire from the beginning about how they handled the case. But I haven't heard much talk about how both the Valdosta Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the SCLC, and the NAACP each carried out their own investigations and reached the same conclusion the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office and the Department of Justice did. So this boggled my mind. 
Okay. So both of those organizations had supported the Johnson family, believing that Kendrick's death was suspicious. The Johnson family also hired Benjamin Crump, a high-profile civil rights attorney who is known for working on the Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown cases, and most recently, the George Floyd case. After reviewing the case, Crump ended up resigning, and the family hired another attorney. What? The press... So he looked over the evidence, and he resigned. He said he wasn't going to take the case. The president of the NAACP... um, I believe her name is Leigh Touchton. I hope I said that right. Worked with the Johnsons to investigate Kendrick's death. She also reviewed the case, interviewed witnesses, and even visited the Valdosta Crime Lab where Kendrick's body was sent to be identified after Kenneth, um, his dad, became concerned about the temperature of the room and the drawer where his son's body was being kept. The Valdosta Crime Lab director, Barry Funk, made a statement explaining that all bodies are kept to the necessary temperature in the room and drawers, and if the temperature were to increase, an alarm would go off. After her visit, Touched uh, and left convinced that the temperature in the crime lab was adequate, they had the alarms, and she later sided with the GBI's findings, agreeing that what happened to Kendrick was an accident. Reverend Floyd Rose, president of the SCLC, was a very big supporter of the Johnsons, raising money for Kendrick's case and even putting his home up as collateral to bail the Johnsons out of jail after they were arrested for protesting in front of a courthouse. Wow. Rose would also come to the conclusion that there was no evidence indicating that Kendrick had been murdered. Wow. He stated, quote, I do not believe he was murdered. Based on the preponderance of the evidence and the fact that over 100 people would have to be lying and telling the same story for two years, risking the loss of their jobs, their retirement, jail time. I think the murder theory is not only false, but also ridiculous and based only on wild speculation and outright fabrications. Oh. End quote. In a USA Today article, Rose also stated, quote, I do not want to minimize the grief this family has been through, but you cannot make a murder out of an accident. End quote. So we basically, I didn't know that. So we basically have four separate investigations that have looked into this and they have all reached the same conclusion. Wow. Yeah, especially like the outside people looking in. Like they have yeah. nothing to gain or lose. Yeah, that sounds yeah. a little accidenty. Isn't that crazy? Yes. <sighs> wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. I, thanks for sticking with me, guys. I have one, one more thing. <laughs> the last thing I want to mention is the Bell brothers and the theory that they murdered Kendrick and covered it up with their father's help. So the Johnson family still believes that the Bell brothers murdered Kendrick, the motive being that an altercation between Brian and Kendrick happened on a bus after a football game, and Brian held a grudge against Kendrick ever since. Jackie Johnson was interviewed for a Daily Mail article where she commented about the fight between the boys, stating that it started over them telling your mama jokes. <laughs> Sounds like what boys do, I, I remember guess. those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember that Fondly. show? Oh, God. Was there a TV show? Yes, there was something. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. However, this altercation on the bus happened over a year before Kendrick's death, and Lowndes High School students told investigators that Brian and Kendrick made up after the fight and willingly worked on a school project together for a class, um, but they did grow apart when Kendrick left the football team. The police looked into these... mm -hmm. The police looked into these claims and raided the bell house one morning, taking the brothers' phones, laptops, and cameras... They could not find evidence on those devices suggesting they were connected to Kendrick's death. The most 
damning piece of evidence that challenges this theory is that both brothers have alibis. Brandon was on a school bus heading to Macon for a wrestling meet, confirmed by wrestling coach Spencer Graybeat, students on the bus, parents of the wrestling students, and the bus driver. Brian was in a classroom on the other side of the school, which the teacher and his classmates confirmed he was present for, during the time Kendrick was seen entering the gym. So both brothers were nowhere near the old gym around the time Kendrick was seen in there, and multiple people can account for their whereabouts. That's kind of hard to disprove. Okay. Yeah. Like, I can't... If they didn't have alibis, this would be a whole different ballgame. Or, like, but if I their alibis can't... were just each other, then I would be like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just exactly. can't... I can't fathom how they would have been able to commit a murder, call their dad, cover it up, and then not only get, like, their classmates and their friends, but coaches, teachers, and other school staff to give them an alibi. That doesn't make sense to me. What it, and if that is the case, this would be the craziest conspiracy cover-up ever. <laughs> yeah, just for two high school kids. Because the yeah. reality is that school is probably like, someone, if you did it, please come forward. Like, we want this off of our hands. The school like, doesn't want to be sued at no. all. So no. if that was the case, they would probably be like, yeah, they did it. Like, please go after them. Like, I'm sorry. But yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So even though the Bell brothers had alibis, the family received numerous threats and people continued to speculate that they had something to do with Kendrick's death. Brian even lost a football scholarship to Florida State University when people contacted the college telling them that Brian was a racist murderer. That's bad. That's right. Especially if there's no actual proof of that. Like if it was true, I would understand and good for you, but you don't really have proof. You're just ruining his life because... Mm -hmm. speculation that's not fair yeah that i think that's what blows my mind the most is i feel like this family still gets like shit on for this but they have alibis and i I think it's because i don't know if it would have been the same if his father wasn't an fbi agent yeah i can see why that looks bad yes yeah but there's enough proof that isn't like, if it was, like, a 50-50, it like could go either way, and then you find out who's in the FBI, like, okay. But there is so much saying it's an accident. Like, I don't think that should be, like, the straw that breaks the camel's back Literally if there's not enough straw. Mm-hmm. Completely, completely impartial parties are saying it was an accident. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, there were mm-hmm. other people that weren't quick to rule out that Kendrick may have been bullied and killed by someone else, though. Solomon Arrington, Kendrick's cousin and friend, told police that he received threatening messages on Facebook from someone on the same day that Kendrick's body was discovered, saying that he would be the next one in a body bag. Valdosta Lieutenant Sheriff Stride Jones investigated the messages and determined that they were not threats. Um, I've never seen these messages, so I don't think they have been released, and the name of the person who sent them has never been released. Okay. Uh, Arrington and other family members also claimed that only three Lowndes High School teachers, one a substitute, attended Kendrick's funeral. But other people have disputed this, saying instead that over a dozen teachers were present and one of Kendrick's coaches gave a eulogy at the funeral. It's a lot of he said, she said going on. (laughs) And it's crazy. (laughs) Wow. This is insane. Yes. Okay. Um, A different student, 19-year-old Dalton Chauncey, told detectives that he overheard a conversation between two white male students telling a third student that they had killed Kendrick over a girl. 
Chauncey heard the boys say that they wanted to, quote, rough him up, but they took it too far, end quote. Chauncey only gave officers their first names, not their last names, and when officers attempted to question these students, they couldn't be found. Five days after police interviewed him, he admitted that he had fabricated the story, even making the students up in order to brag to a friend. Chauncey's mother... Chauncey's mother doesn't agree and does not think that her son lied. She told the Valdosta Daily Times that she was not present when her son was being interviewed by police, who she believes convinced her son, uh, excuse me, coerced her son, and treated him unfairly. Chauncey ended up being charged and pled guilty to one count of making a false statement. Yeah. But also, okay, if you were going to rough someone up, why would you just hit them once in the neck if that's the only wound they could find? Or are they right. saying they put him in the mat? That, that is, the theory is the brothers, whether or not they even planned to do it, or one of the brothers, like, struck him in the neck with something, maybe a dumbbell, maybe something else. Maybe Kendrick was unconscious, and then they called their dad to help cover it up. But then they had to have gotten the mat, put him in the mat, rolled him up, pushed it back in the back corner of the gym, and then go back to where they needed to go. Over a pair of shoes also. So like wiggling it and lining it up perfectly. Yes. Wow. All while the cameras would have caught nothing. And then they threw the shoes he was wearing. Oh, excuse me. Go ahead, Sarah. All while those cameras caught none of this movement. Right. If we're saying they weren't tampered with. Mm-hmm. Back and forth, but uh, you're losing me a little bit. I know. That's why I was like, ooh, the ending might get you guys. <laughs> so that was a very, very long story. So thanks for sticking with me. But I didn't want to leave any information out about this case right. at all because I thought it was important. Like I said, I've been... I've been told a different story, I feel like. I haven't been told this extra information, so I didn't no. want to leave no. out anything. Um, so I'm curious what you guys think happened after hearing everything I just said. Can it I sounds like one, an accident. One, one question. Yes. No. Why? I get those mats are huge. I get they're big, bulky, whatever. Even if someone took the shoes and threw them in there, why didn't he just, like, push it over or scooch it? Or, like, why Why was, like, does that, like why would he go down? Like, I know he didn't mean to so, slip. If it is true, like, mm-hmm. I know he didn't mean to slip, but, like, why didn't he just yeah. scoot the mat over whatever? Well, where it was positioned, it was closer to the back of the gym, so other mats were in front of it. And um, I feel like I've probably been talking really fast so if I went over this too fast I'm sorry he was on the football team and then he left the football team but he wanted to join it again and his coach had said um I think he was interviewed an article saying that you need to have your grades up and you can't miss any more classes mm-hmm. so okay. if he was into the gym at 127 I think he was going to grab his the shoes and the mat to go to um, a weightlifting class and I don't think he wanted to be late so I think it was just a matter of him being rushed. And instead of, like, moving all the mats and moving all the mats and then, like, tipping that one over, he decided to just climb up it and reach in. That's what I think. Okay, so I'm going to make a comparison. Opinions. And it's kind of funny, but it's not. So you guys have seen that picture of um, our friend Brooke. Her 
brother broke both of his elbows. Have you guys seen that? Yes. Okay. So yet again, how many times have you guys done something this stupid way? And I'm not saying this kid is dumb. It's just like, it may seem faster until you take a step back and you're like, wow, I could have just moved my yep. bed to plug in the phone charger. Like yep. Brooke's brother, he could have taken another, like, I think it was like six feet. He could have taken this path and walked through fences, but instead he tried to climb it and jump off of it. And that's how he broke his elbows. Like I can see you just in a rush. It, okay. It is kind of funny, but I know this situation is not. Yeah. But I can understand like, especially like in a teenage mind, like that's going to take five minutes. This could just take and two if I just go grab it and get out. Mm-hmm. Like I not just, thinking it through. The only thing that makes me out of everything you've said, Aaron, if I just took it as I would say, like if I had to lean one way or the other and like whatever was a higher percentage was my total thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think it was an accident with yeah. all with everything that you brought forward. But a terrible accident. If you're saying yeah. he's five nine and the mats are taller than him, how does he think his arm span can reach that? Like he's think, obviously not a like dummy. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I just I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around that fully, I think. Uh huh. I think he was just like hanging off of it and then like leaning as far down as he could just to grab it. Yeah. And then he lost his grip. That's what I think. That or Ian Fee was just trying to reach in, like, like I can see him, like maybe like hoisting himself over, like having his like hips on the side of it and trying to get in. Yeah. And then yeah. slipping. That's how I imagine it happened. Obviously, mm-hmm. I had no idea, but that's true. I think it's a terrible accident. If his arms were at his side when he was found, then there'd be a whole different discussion. Yes. Exactly. Because yes. that one is free, I, agree. I think it seems like he was reaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have no background in any of this besides an armchair detective. So <laughs> if I am wrong, I think that is completely fair. Uh, I mean, everyone has different opinions about this case. So um, as I mentioned before, Kendrick's case is still closed, but his parents are continuing to fight for it to be reopened. Um, while I do believe that Kendrick's death was just a horrible, horrible accident, I am curious to see if anything does come from the petition. Mm-hmm. I know other listeners may not have the same opinion as I do about the case, and that's totally fine. Check out the petition on change.org if you are interested in that. If the case does reopen, though, I would assume that, I mean, a different county or heck, I don't know, a different state would have to look into it and take over it, right? Like, I don't know how that works. I don't either. I don't know, I since there's already been different, like, the word ancillary comes to mind, but, like, different entities that aren't directly involved with it have done research, and they also found it was, I think it's yes. hard to argue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm, I'm missing something yes. big, which could be. Which is- I'd, I mean, if this reopens and more information comes out, I will gladly change my mind again, but I ha- I had to tell the whole story. I had to give the two parts. Yeah, I think that's everything. So I know it was long. Um, and either way, however you feel, um, I do feel terrible for Kendrick's parents, and yeah. I hope that his family and loved ones can find some peace. I can't imagine what they've gone through. And um, I mean, especially since the investigation was not handled properly at all. No. I don't think we could argue yeah. with that. It was no. not a good investigation. Um, but that is the story of the death of Kendrick Johnson. 
I got thank a golf you. clap, so you get a golf clap. Yay. Oh, thank, you for, thank telling, you. Thank you for telling your story, but also thanks for ruining my brain cells. Okay. Woo! I know. It's that so much. So, that was a lot. That's why, Sarah, whenever you're, you texted us like, or any of you drinking, I'm like, I don't think I can <laughs> <laughs> for my story today. There's too much. <laughs> got to keep no. all those facts in line, girl. Yeah. Maybe Very next fair. time. <laughs> Very fair. Uh, Sarah, I think it's your turn. Yes, it is. And good. Mine is short this time, and it's pretty happy, so look alive. (laughs) Yes, we end on a happy note. Finally, I'm not last. (laughs) Okay. I used two sources. I always forget to list them, but not today. I used youqueen.com and dreambiblebible.com. Okay. So today, we're talking about... (laughs) We're just gal-palin. Talking about dreams... More specifically, dreams about weddings. Ooh. Yes, yes. And so I'm not obsessed with weddings. It's just someone, it comes to us actually from a listener email, Miss Ashley C. C as in cat. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Wrote in and said, she wrote in a dream and here's what it was. It says, I want to preface the preface this first by saying I don't remember much of the dream but I hope it's enough for you to analyze some so in this dream I was getting married I had one of my friends as a bridesmaid and during this dream the friend had ended up dropping out of the wedding party that's all she said but it reminded me Morgan of one of our first episodes you talked about you had a dream where you were um officiating my wedding and I was making you read Britney Spears (laughs) like Instagram quotes yeah yes (laughs) Yeah, so dreaming about weddings isn't that uncommon. And so as I was researching, I found a few rabbit holes. So put on your helmets because we're going to jump inside them. Woo! Got it on. <laughs> what are you doing, Aaron? <laughs> I'm putting my helmet on. Yeah, but what, what's going why on with your headphones? On your, there, why are your headphones on your face? <laughs> I thought you couldn't hear me. Because my parents are yelling. So I'm oh. pausing my mic every now and then. Oh, tell them to hush. Mom and dad. Get it together. Okay. So you could see yourself attending a wedding, being a bride in a disastrous wedding or a great one. You could just see yourself in a wedding dress. The options, they're limitless. Like a wedding is a whole event. There's a whole lot of things that go into it. So it makes sense that these dreams are common because like I said, there's a million things that happen during a wedding. But what does it mean? What does any of it mean? Tell us, Sarah. Tell Tell us. I shan't. I shan't tell anyone. Okay, I will. You don't have to beg. It's fine. Um, So to see yourself getting married and the wedding is going well, fingers crossed that my December wedding will go well. Um, Just going to put those vibes out into the world. Um, So dreaming of a good, smooth, fun wedding is basically a dream that you're is a wish that your heart makes. So insert the song from Cinderella. Um, <laughs> dream is a wish your heart makes. So. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I'm back, I'm back. I liked the ambiance. Um, you know, a great wedding day, it's a wish for most people, especially if those people are planning said wedding. Um, the article I read, it was saying, like it was aimed at women, but I think even guys would want a nice wedding day. They may not care quite as much, but you're paying a lot of money. True. You got to put on some clothes and you got to deal with the bride. So you want it to go well. Correct. Um, 
Yes. So it makes sense that you're going to dream about it. Um, it could also show that you're eager to get married, and that's not a bad thing. I always associate the word eager with meaning bad, but it's not. You're allowed to want to get married. Um, you may not want to end up alone, mm-hmm. which, again, is very common for us mere mortals. Um, word of <laughs> warning. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, that's also why people dream about weddings. Like, it's no, 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 the ultimate no, I'm la- together. I'm laughing because you you slid it in again. Every, yeah. Like, a- at least every other episode, you get, you get the mere mortals. And I just die every time. Sorry. Via the mere mortals. <laughs> I say it a lot in real life also. I don't know where it came from, but... <laughs> Here we are living upon this planet together <laughs> as mortals. Can you imagine living with me? Everyone say a prayer for this wedding and for my poor fiance. This is me all the time. <laughs> um, anyway, but yet again, I'm just a mere mortal. So, hmm, word of warning, which they also said in these articles, and I agree with, don't want the marriage so much that you jump from relationship to relationship. There is eager and then there is over eager girlfriend. Mm. Always make sure you know the difference. Mm. So dreaming of a bad wedding. This can be marrying the wrong person, walking down the aisle in pajamas, or someone dropping out of the wedding last minute, or even having to read Britney Spears quotes, which I think would be entertaining. <laughs> but hey. Hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> um, and these usually happen to people that are planning weddings in their waking life. Um, this could mean that you're having second thoughts about the marriage, but it could also really just mean that you're stressing about the details of that day because there are a lot. And if you don't enjoy planning a wedding, that's going to creep up. It's going to make you a little anxious. And I think that's normal. Like I haven't ever read about this and I could have researched it probably, but I think there almost needs to be like two categories of dreams, like symbolic dreams and ones that are simply like you are stressed. This is following you into your sleeping life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had- could make a book. Maybe I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. All right, we'll write it. And book. I mean specifically just of your dreams. No one else's oh. dreams. Just oh, oh, your yes, dreams. yes, yes. I have been writing in my What the Fuck Did I Dream Last Night <gasps> dream journal, by the way. <gasps> How yeah. cute. Yeah. I've never had a wedding dream, though, actually. I never have them. Most of mine, just I'm traveling or. November. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. I had one the other night that me and a friend. Um, licked a fried chicken leg and we got like super tripped out like we're on drugs or something and she looked at me and she's like maybe we should have eaten it and I was like maybe but I don't remember even what we ate anymore yeah are you sure and then I that doll from doll island that you licked stop stop <laughs> get out of here no no barnish chicken leg <laughs> Ew. Ew. Yeah, so I mostly my dreams just me forgetting stuff. Um, but anyway, none about uh, weddings yet, which is nice. But yeah, yeah, you could just be stressed out. Um, it could also mean that you're having second thoughts about commitment in general, not just to a person, but to a place, a job, anything. Like you don't have to be engaged to have a dream about a wedding, and it can also go bad. Like anything in life that you're having trouble committing to, which is fair. You can have a nightmare about a wedding. That's usually what it means. Fun fact. To dream of a bridesmaid specifically can point to your awareness of yourself or others giving full support to someone. This could be mentally supporting them through a tough time. It could maybe mean in real life there was a gesture of selflessness. Selflessness. That's probably how you say it. 
it shows that either you or someone else is doing all they can to help someone else's success. And let me just throw out that empowered women empower women. Am I right? Women. You're right, yes. girl. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, to negatively dream about a bridesmaid may reflect some bad feelings of someone. Maybe they're asking you to do too much. Um, there may be some feelings of jealousy or maybe feelings of underappreciation. So, yeah. So the bridesmaid Aaron, kind of. why didn't you come through? Aaron, why did you not come through for me whenever I had a book full of Britney Spears quotes? You were Aaron, sitting on the sideline in my dream pointing at me and like, ooh, what the fuck's she doing? You never wow. told me that. You're supposed to be the oh, glue, yeah. Aaron. Where were you? Yeah, Aaron. Oh, Back to the well, basement you for you, Aaron. Again, I'll be there. With all the quotes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. I there ain't no second chances on this podcast. Yeah. Thank God there are. Thank God we edit. I'm just going to say it now. I'm a mess. I can't even <laughs> say chimachillo. That word is not spelled yep. anything like that, so I'm impressed you even said mm-hmm. chickamilko, whatever it was. Yeah, that was closer. Yeah, I had to Google it. Chimachi. I'm done. <laughs> you You said it. You said plenty. So yeah, the bridesmaid, it's kind of like um like that secondary figure that's representing like um selflessness and like how maybe your feelings feel about someone else. Definitely. Getting proposed to in a dream, good sign. It does not mean that you're getting engaged, but maybe. But also if you get engaged in a dream, do not start looking for a ring around your house. That's not exactly what that means. It more so <laughs> points out <laughs> as fun as that would be. It more so points out the fact that you're confident in your relationship and you trust that your partner is being faithful and not loud when they walk in the door. Hey, lover. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Hey, hey lover. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. I'm getting this, like, Laban. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'll wait for you. Okay. Um, so wearing that ring in a dream is basically a sign of a happy relationship. On the flip side, if you have a dream that you lose it, it could mean that you guys are going through some turmoil, maybe a fight. Maybe someone didn't do the dishes, made the house smell funky while you're out of town. Who knows? I'm just, I'm, I don't have like a, like a thing. Uh, who knows? <laughs> it's like, a, that specific? like a total, total example. Is it a jab just, towards someone? Just, no, just I just example. pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. Because then, you know, I came Things home. that could happen. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And like, not me, but like a friend came home and had to do dishes uh-huh. and they dropped a knife and cut their hand. So it's fine. Like, it's not anyone's mm. fault. Hypothetically. Mm. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Uh, so dreaming of being in someone else's wedding may mean that you want to be in someone else's place, not in a wedding per se, but like in life, because weddings symbolize new beginnings. In the wedding, if you're okay, in this wedding, if it's going well, that could mean you're actually happy about upcoming changes in your life or for that person. But if the wedding is a disaster, you may not be quite as happy about said changes. Take that. I mean, I did want you for myself. So that's <laughs> probably why I had the stream because he snatched you away from me. That's probably why I had the dream. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I I'll mean, did he it. really snatch me, though? Like, I'm all yours. I let, I let him take you. <laughs> <laughs> we can let him think whatever he wants to think, but we know exactly. the truth. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Lastly, my favorite one, to dream about eating a wedding cake. Sounds delicious. <laughs> yes. It's a good sign. I was going to say great, and it came out as grude, but it's a good and great sign. It shows that you are in harmony right now. <laughs> it's 
gruel. It's great. It's so gruel. Yes. So, Miss Ashley C., because you're at a wedding and your bridesmaids bailed, first of all, let me just say, very rude. Aaron, Morgan, I'm looking at you. If you bail on this wedding, I swear to God. I will have anxiety. Okay. Second of all, it sounds like maybe you have some anxiety about um, others letting you down, or maybe you feel unappreciated, or you could appreciate others more, which we can always do all the time. So just remember to be good to yourself, be good to others, and keep sending me in those dreams because I love them. Thank you, Ashley C. (laughs) That is my short, short wedding segment on dreams. Freaking love it. That was great. Ashley, and thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. I know I didn't give you like as in-depth as normally I would of an analysis. Um, I didn't have quite as many details, so I didn't want to like throw in details that weren't there and then maybe get it way wrong. So from... Mm -hmm. No, I'd rather... I liked learning the the scope of the different Mm -hmm. variations. Yeah, I did too. You know, yeah, it was different. I liked it. Thank you. And there's even more, but those like the main ones. So I thought it was pretty cool. Hell yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So that was my short, short segment, but I hope you guys liked it. And I hope you don't have any more bad dreams about my wedding. Um, (laughs) I know I said thanks to Ashley, but, you know, thanks to anyone who wrote into our show. We really appreciate it. And you can do that at SinisterSunrisePodcast at gmail.com. Write in anything you want. Um, We are still giving out free stickers. That's only for a limited amount of time. Um, and if you have wrote in and you have not gotten one, please let us know because they have been put in the mail. Or if you've wrote in and haven't gotten one, we may not have your address. So please double check with us on that because we do appreciate you guys and we want to make sure you feel the love from us just as much as we feel it from you. Um, you can also yes. follow us yes, on Instagram. That is our main platform right now at, you guessed it, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have yeah. thought? We post every week. Um, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes we just want to post. Um, but that's where you can find us, how you can reach out to us. Um, if you have any corrections for us, send it our way. Do you guys have anything else you need me to say? Nah, man. We appreciate you listeners. We love you. That's it. Yes. Yeah, I've got nothing else either. Thank you guys uh, for listening. Yeah, thank you so, so much. Have a sinister sunrise. <laughs>